Welcome to Echoes from the Wasteland, episode three. Uh, how you going, Sam? I'm good, Jackie. How about you, Matt? I'm very well, thanks, man. What's been going on? Oh, not too much. Just uh, kicking along, looking over uh, my new shiny tie. Very happy man, sir. Yeah, Titans, you're in. I'm in. After our chat last week, a good deal came up on Facebook that I couldn't say no to. So I got right in on that. Um, and I've ended up with, well, I'm pretty well sorted. I got two Reavers, two Warhounds, three Knights, and the rule set. Yeah, that's 250 bucks. That's great, man. It was a really good. Uh, it was a really good buy. I saw that one when you showed it to me, and um, I don't know. You've pretty much got everything to get started. So yeah. Yeah, and um, I think John has got a spare warlord. So once I pick that up off him, I'm my buying is pretty much done. Really. That's, oh, cool, dude. I can't see me needing a whole lot more. What did so, John? Um, what did John end up picking up? I think I believe he's he got that one from the East Coast. It was like the Grand Mark. Was it Grand Thingy Edition? Was that the five five hundred one that I yes. linked? Yeah, cool. Yeah, so he ended up getting that one for four hundred, I believe. Oh wow, that's a great deal. It was a good deal at five hundred, actually. Yeah, so I just found the post. Then it's three warlords, two reavers, and all the scenery stuff from the Grandmaster Edition. Yeah, and I think the knights as well, right? Like you got the six knights. Poss- it doesn't say the knights on the post. But maybe he just threw them in after. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Either way, it's still so, still pretty good value. It's still good. So I'm, I think I'm paying. I'm going to pay him 100 bucks for the one of the warlords. Ooh wee! Good price. Yeah. So I'm hoping I can. Where are they? There's two painted and one semi painted. So yeah. I'll see which one he wants to keep, and at least they're built because I've seen those bits and they terrify me. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome, man. I um. The as far as like the stock maniples go in the original rule book, you'll be able to build the Axiom and the Venator maniples with what you've got. Um, yep, I think you're saying the the Venator one, and that did sound pretty cool. Yeah, that's the one where your Reaver gets to take like reactionary shots based off your Warhounds dropping shields. Um, that's cool. So yeah, that that's cool. And the, I think the only one of the starter book you can't do is the Myrmidon one with the two Warlords. Um, yep. But that's not too critical. Yeah, that's not too critical anyway. And then out of the um, the expansion set here, the Titan Death book, you'd be oh, able to do uh, what do you got? The Janissary. So that's yep. that's one that sort of synergizes a bit better with knights. It's one Reaver and two Warhounds as base, same as the Venator, but it's got some slightly different rules. And then um, okay. yeah, and then. You can sort of expand from there if you feel like it to grab another warlord or a couple more. Um, actually, I've got, I might have a third uh, warhound for you, but I'll keep you posted. I was going to make one into terrain like we were talking about last time. Oh, that's, that's right, yeah. Because well, I was thinking I lost one. Warhound or two warhounds will be. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it just gives you some flexibility, and I think when you play the bigger games, the warhounds are pretty, pretty nice for the maneuverability on bigger tables and more dense tables and stuff. Yeah. So I'll um, yeah, I think I'll. Well, I need to do some solid research to work out which Legio would have been working with the Ultramarines in the Heresy. Um, yes, there'll be some uh, enthusiastic good boy legend for sure. There's got to be, surely. I mean, I was thinking about picking the one which is at uh, in the book Betrayal. Yeah, but I have I can't remember which one it was. The one that owns the like Emperor Titan or whatever. Yeah, okay. Gets killed by Ordax. I think I, there's got to be a Legion Legio name in there somewhere. Yeah, sure. But uh, how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I was just having a look for you then in the um, Nighthouses thing because I thought they had like an alignment where they kind of... Okay. Yeah, but it just lists like what the Nighthouse was, what the Titan Legio was, and then whether they were Loyalist, Trader, or Mechanicum. Okay. Um, yeah. but uh, Otherwise, I might just put some colors together, but I'm not sure how I want to do it yet. I really like the look of Brett Meals, uh, that blue and yellow. I thought that looked sick. They are I'm not sure. Yeah. They look hot. I really like those. Yeah, they do look good. I think um, Rob Patton was painting them initially as well and then decided to sort of branch out and go Furians after that just to get a bit more diversity in what we were doing. But for how far away you are, it's... um. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a factor, mate. What's oh, actually, yeah. yeah what's John gonna do? Has he got any ideas yet? No, I'm not sure. I need to pin him down and actually have a good solid chat, so then we can work out, you know, what size games you want to try doing and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, you'd probably be good to go for up to, I don't know, fifteen hundred, seventeen fifty now with what you've got. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I haven't okay, at all into thing with you. Yeah, so, yeah. A Reaver and two Warhounds that came to 740 nicely and then Warlords are what like 450 or so yeah pretty much like they generally by the time you put the carapace weapons on and stuff they end up being about 500 points um, yeah okay and then so 250 to 450. 300 250 to 300 for a Reaver so yeah, yeah 1500 plus your Knights you can punch that up to 1750 probably and that'd be pretty cool I'm keen as yeah yeah I played a really cool um 12.50 point game against Marcus on, hang on, what day have we got now? Monday. Yeah, Saturday yes. Saturday night he came up to mine and um, we had a 12.50 point match and it was two Warhounds, a Reaver and a Warlord each. Um, sort yeah. of pretty much a mirror match actually. It, it was just coincidence because we didn't show each other lists or anything beforehand. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the loadouts were all different so it was pretty cool. He'd, he'd gone for like mixed loadout Warhounds where he had like, a plasma blaster and a bolter on each one. And then, yeah. um, whereas on mine, I had two plasmas on one and two bolters on the other one. Yeah. And then, uh, his, no, I'm just looking at your pictures now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll put some pictures up in the Perth Titanicus group. Um, yeah. his, he'd gone for like the shield stripper version of the Reaver. So he had the two Gatling guns and the missile rack. And then my Reaver had a volcano cannon, a, turbo laser maybe or a gatling gun and uh uh the missile pod and the idea yeah. for me was that i'd just kind of leave it at the back and then let it rip the shields down when the um the warhounds got shields down but just didn't really end up going that way and then <laughs> yeah his warlord he had the stock warlord and mine i had uh volcano cannon turbo lasers and a power fist so um, okay, cool. they ended up 
there was still quite a bit of variety and there was a bit of variety in how we played as well. So it was, um, oh, cool. yeah, it was a really good game actually. It was super tight. Is that his city stuff or is that yours? That's mine. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that's like, I think that's probably as much terrain as you want. You don't need any more than that. Um, I think if you had any more than that, it would tip too hard towards the more manoeuvrable Titans and the um, Knights. Like it would give the Knights a massive advantage. Whereas this one, it was still pretty open, but I felt like our, our Warlords were quite hampered by the terrain. Um, and I mean, they're still a part of the game too, so it's not like you want to nerf them too much, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, that looks really cool too. I like our Marcus's colors game, that like off-grey kind of look. Yeah, he said he's gone for like a, a there's like a ghost ghost kind of light grey version of the Tempestor or Tempestus in one of the black books. And um, quite a few of the people that have done it now have gone for like this digi camo. No, it's like a navy camo. Uh, navy camo and silver trim and like big bold white and black checkers and all that sort of stuff. And he's yeah, gone okay. He's gone for more like a... Um, Almost like a panzer grey, like blue grey kind of color, and yeah, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, and then lightning strikes coming down on that as well for the stormless thing. So yeah, it's, it looks really cool, and they're definitely going to look great when he's done. Yeah, oh, um, is he using the night lord? Uh, that's what he's asking for the night lord's transport. That's all, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he ended up getting some off the champion that is Tom Gould. And uh, have you met Eamon yet? Eamon Fury. No, I haven't actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one of the Perth guys that now lives over east. So one of the, one of the dudes I grew up kind of gaming with, um, and he had he had a bunch of Night Lords transfers available too because he's just done a new Night Lords army. I think he painted a whole like whole twenty five hundred point Night Lords army in a month or like two months tops or something like that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. When saying that, old mate Stanley's doing pretty close to that, I think. Oh man, he's a hitter. Um, <laughs> he is powering through those fucking word barriers. I know. It's almost every day he's done like half a squad or a whole new squad. Yeah, he's uh, like, oh, yeah, progress today, contempt of dreadnought, and this. Yeah. What? And they look good. <laughs> they look good too, man. He's doing a really good job. Yeah, I mean, putting out quality stuff at a high rate. I mean, I haven't even sprayed myself black yet. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, I I don't know if you've seen it, but in the Perth AT group, he'd actually. It was almost like every couple of days he would post a new Titan or a new few Titans. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really impressive. The, the dude's work rate's amazing, especially considering, like, he does put out good quality work. Like, it's it's a nice tabletop standard that he's got going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, like, I think what's kind of bogged me down is... Uh, enthusiasm. In fact, my, well, my enthusiasm is... <laughs> but I was kind of, I was getting all keen, like, yeah, when my airbrush comes, I'll do all this. Yeah, but it's it's just not happening. Uh, I went in on that badger, uh, their birthday sale. Mm. Yeah, you know, I saved. I think it was about saved like thirty, forty bucks, which is pretty good. But they're under the pump that much. I don't even know when it's getting shipped. Um, yeah, like right. On on Friday they put a post up, and just saying we've been sla- right. we've been slammed, and it's maybe not coming when you expect it to. Well, I ordered it mid January, I think the fourteenth. Yeah. And by the end of, I assume the end of the week just gone, they'll have shipped 25% of orders. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. So, whatever shipping time from America is going to be, I'm not putting a soon time frame on this. So, I think I'm just going to have to dig out my old uh, 
super cheap auto brush and at least start trying to get some color down. Otherwise, I'm just going to burn out before I even start. <laughs> Did you get the super cheap premium or the super cheap basic? Because I heard is that, that sixty bucks. Yeah, the sixty dollar one I've actually heard is pretty legit. Yeah, it it does seem solid from what I've used. So, and yeah. I think it's just my lack of experimentation which is probably letting me down I'm, yeah yeah i'm sure it could probably do plenty of cool stuff well i think it's like a, it's an actual dual action gravity fed um proper airbrush you know with like metal metal bits inside it and everything like that yeah, it's yeah not a it's shitty siphon i mean i've strip cleaned it a few times and it's yeah it's all metal it's all yeah, dual uh, gravity action gravity fed dual action i know all that yeah it's, so i think i just i don't know i think i've always just been scared of airbrushes so that's been like my test run before i get a good one yeah like forever, I really need to get. <laughs> Maybe I'll use that one for more practice. Yeah, well, it's probably a good idea, dude. And I think uh, I've known some really good painters. I think, and this isn't like if they paint with a better brush, it's no disservice to the fact that they are good painters anyway. But there's John Sutton over on the East Coast and Aaron Bailey as well. And I'm not sure if Aaron does, but I'm pretty sure John was painting with one of those super cheap brushes and he'd just like paint and paint and paint until it was fucked and then throw it out and get another one. And it's it's not like, you know, you buy a $400 airbrush and then you've got to try and, you know, service it and buy new seals and buy new needles and all this kind of stuff. He was just like, you know, it'll it'll be as good as it is until it's not and then ditch it. Yeah. And I am a strong believer in that. And Because I, I was doing that for a while with the you know, those Chinese, like, $15 ones. Yeah. I was, I was doing that, just base coating. I'm like, it'll run, I'll clean it, and it's up. Blowing for all, I'm like, nah, I'll get a new one. It's mine. It's 15 bucks. <laughs> Man, for 15 bucks, I would like run it until I had to color change and <laughs> just put it straight in the bin. <laughs> I think Timo was telling me he only uses those cheap Chinese ones and he's done some magic with his, so who knows? Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Uh, yeah, I think you would be. <laughs> as as no, no disservice to you, but I reckon it's like there's so much to know about how to do it properly, like li just little tricks. There's so many little yeah. tricks to know that it probably is something that you're doing more than the tool because you see, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, um, what did I see? I saw somebody brush painting and blending and they had the biggest fucking brush you've ever seen. <laughs> and just the way that they put the tip on the model and the way that they kind of like draw the drew, drew the paint back and everything like that, there was a really specific way to how they were using their brush. And I saw it and I was like, oh man, like I'm using super fine brushes to try and get the same amount of detail. And they're using yeah. this like big old fucking mega brush, like what you'd buy from <laughs> a hobby store, um, sorry, like an art supply store or something. And, uh, you know, doing these incredibly delicate paint jobs, but it's just like technique and knowledge and, you know, like knowledge in the medium and stuff as well. I think when I figured out what I was doing with the, the paints and the paint consistency and stuff like that really changed... I don't know. It changed their brushing completely for me, especially when I switched over to Tamiya as well. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, I, this is so easy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the consistency issue is something I do have because everyone keeps saying it should be like milk, but I struggle to know what the hell milk looks like. I don't know. <laughs> so I think that's it is, a problem. That is pretty abstract. <laughs> um, and what if you're a dude that drinks like curdled milk all the time you know like if you I just know. don't buy your milk often enough and you drink curdled milk you're like yeah I fucking love chunky paint going through my airbrush I can't figure out why it doesn't work like do normal people not shit nine times a day Where yeah <laughs> I love off milk woo <laughs> but um no so between that and like I was talking to like Jack Hadley the other day 
it's like, yeah, man. So you put like your, your thinner in and then get thick paint in the thing first. And like, what? Because I've been doing that wrong the whole time. Oh, you've been putting your paint <laughs> in first and then thinning it? Yarp. Oh, do you? Oh, dear. Yes. Exactly. So no wonder why I keep having trouble with my shit blocking up. Um, yeah, you're pretty much like constipating your, uh, it's like filling it full of bread. You're just like filling your airbrush full of bread. Um, yeah, well, look. Yeah, every th- time and then wondering why it doesn't work. There's some good, good places to start anyway. And at least it's not an expensive way to learn how to do it better. You just like thin your paint in a different order and you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of learning, Aiden's got his Patreon live now. So I... He does. I'm yet to log in, but I have actually backed him in support. So I um Oh cool. Yeah, I just I put it on for the one with the videos because I figure at some point he's gonna well, he already has, I think he did like a um one of those pox walker kind of dudes. He did a really cool paint job on the skin on that and I was like Yeah, yeah I wanna see how to do that because it's something that I really need to improve on. I'm only really ever painting armor, so yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, in heresy, you're in flesh. And when you do, I don't do it anyway. I'm like, I'm not taking off this guy's helmet. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, pretty much. Keep your helmet on your scrub. But Exactly. Do you know how many bolt gun bullets, well, bolt shells are flying everywhere? Lots. It only, it only takes one to core your head out as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I could just cough, shoot, like, sideways by accident. <laughs> oh, oh no. Jake, Jake, Jake Sanderland sent me a video of this guy, like, banging an assault rifle on the floor and, like, looking down the barrel. And I was like, oh, for sure, the bullet's just going to, like, ricochet off and do some shit. And it just goes, like, bang, and the dude falls to the ground. And, and that's the end of the video. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what have I just watched? <laughs> Just watch somebody just somebody so. die. No one died today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like my morning coffee and a death. Get it all out of the way by five thirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so Fen- Fenrir miniatures. Am I saying that right? Is that how you say Fenrir? Fenris? Uh, yeah, Fen- so Fenrir. 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 I think that's right. It's, Fenrir it's, is the, think of, uh, what's his name? In reality, not the, Loki's son. Hang on, man, what do you got? Sorry, it's like you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's F-E-N-R-I-R. Yeah. So Loki's giant wolf son thing. Oh, so it's not just a space wolf thing. It's like a Norse god thing. Yeah, it, in mythology, don't quote me, I'm learning this from a book I read when I was 12. Uh, yeah, Loki's children are all kind of crazy. He's got like giant wolf son, he's got giant snake son, and Hell, who runs the underworld. Oh, good one. Yeah, so he's got, which could explain why he's you know, the god of tricks and stuff, because he's just like, fuck this, I don't want to live with my children, I'm going to cause mayhem for everyone else. I fully support that. As uh, somebody who may potentially one day be a father, I was um, I was watching this movie. Oh no, a show on Netflix called Sex Education the other day with um, with Gillian Anderson and I don't know this young fella from a few things like a um, 
Black Mirror. I think he was on Black Mirror and he played like a pet, a pedophile. You don't figure out he's a pedophile until you get to the end and you're like, oh no, I was really sad about what was happening to him. And then you realize that they're tormenting a pedophile and you're like, oh, well. <laughs> Suck, sucked in, mate. Um, you suck. But yeah, we were watching that and like, there's a bit on that show where this, um, it's a, it's about teenagers in high school and kind of all their, all their sex shit that every teenager gets up to. But this chick from, um, swing band ends up going home with this kid and he's uh he's gay but she doesn't realize because she's just so focused on getting laid that she doesn't like because she hasn't been laid yet she hasn't picked up the signals that he's really really super gay or whatever and um okay that hasn't kicked in yet yeah yeah so he's like practicing away on his french horn and he turns around and she's topless in the room and he's like wow what are you doing and she's like i want sex i want you to fuck me or whatever and and then he's like i'm gay and she's like oh he's like well do you want to do me like a boy then or something and he's like no i'm like i'm actually gay and she's like okay well uh i can't remember how they get to it but she's like oh let's do a makeover instead and so they they end up getting dressed up and he paints her face in this like really cool super futuristic kind of like i don't know it's like a, a crazy like face paint job and then he's got all the makeup on and they're both wearing like insane clothes and dresses and stuff like that and then they start watching this rimming video so like, it's like the dudes the dudes like showing her the porn that he would watch or whatever and he, he's saying about how lovely and romantic it is and everything like that and then the dad the dad of the boy walks in with like two cup oh, two cups of tea <laughs> like he's like what the fuck and there's like rimming going on on the laptop and and i was like I said to my partner, I was like, man, I hope if we have kids that they're that interesting. Like, <laughs> I, I would love to walk in on something so abstract as that rather than just have like a normal, shitty, boring kid. <laughs> I can't remember where cool I was going from that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, either that or like wolf children. <laughs> so, I can either have oh, a giant wolf baby or a super interesting futuristic kid with no boundaries. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I've seen that like come up and is it just going to be like that bloody big mouth show? Cause I feel like that sounds very similar. Uh, it's British. So it's a bit more dry. I think, oh, um, okay. like I'm totally going to watch that. Yeah. I love British humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's, um, uh, my, my mom actually put me onto it. She was like, watch this. It's really funny. You'll get it. And, um, okay. we sort of started watching it and we were like, what the fuck is this? this is like some kind of weird teen thing, but it actually, it, yeah, it ends up being really funny. Oh, are you all right, man? Sounds like you just fell down some stairs. No, it was my dog actually just fucking shat himself. Oh, right. <laughs> Cla- classic dog move. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alrighty. Yeah, back um, into it. So, yeah, I hope I, uh, just to recap that, sex education is very funny and I think you would like it. Um, all right, I'll give, give that one a crack, I think, this evening. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit more free time by myself now. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is a good watch, and I would recommend the Russian Doll one as well, if you haven't seen that already. Yeah, I've been tempted to pick, give that one a crack. It does look cool, and she's by far the best thing out of American Pie. <clears throat> was she on that? Yeah, man, she was uh, the blonde chick's like, sardonic, cynical friend. Oh, no way, of course she was. <laughs> I forgot that. Oh, God, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, man, I think, well... I think when the first one came out, I was like 12. And I just... <laughs> Did you go to see it in the movies or were you too young to get in at that stage? I think I was too young because it would have been MA and they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I had a, I had a mustache when I was in year six, so I was pretty much allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> well, the first, yeah, the first one came out in 1999, so yeah, I was 11. <laughs> How old are you now? I uh, just turned 31 last week. Hi, happy birthday. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Cool, no longer 30, you're over the hill now. Yeah, or mm. now on the downhill stretch towards old stuff. Yeah, man, I'm 35 this weekend, actually. And oh, uh, and it doesn't feel like it, you know, like I, I don't know, I still feel like I've got a really young body and I mm. have a young mind and I do lots of playful shit. So I'm, when I hear the number, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, to be fair, people are like, oh, you feel different after this age. Nah, not really. I don't feel any different than I did when I was like 26. Oh, no way. I actually felt as though, because um, somebody told me, they're like, when you hit 30, you'll drool on the pillow harder than you've ever drooled on the pillow. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. That's unrealistic. <laughs> and then and then I did. I was like, <laughs> I woke up the next day and there was just a pool on my, on my pillow. And I'm not sure whether I was like jinxed or cursed or whatever, but... I don't know. I definitely felt my age that day. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm 30 now. I'm going to change my life. <laughs> one one by more absorbent pillows. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I No, I don't drill, but I do feel like I'm sweating while I sleep more. So that's probably even worse. Has it been hot down there? No, I think I just feel like I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that, could be, uh, that could be a warning sign, man. I think like that's when dogs generally die and stuff. Well, that sounds about right. You okay. know when you notice yeah. you notice your dog is puffing a little bit more, and you're like, "Oh, uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been leading a slightly unhealthier lifestyle lately, so who knows? <laughs> That's true. Hitting the chum hard. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing when you know you left to do your shopping for you and someone else. And you're like, we can totally live on two dollar dog food. Well, you're um so because it's a bit of an abstract. If we haven't talked about it already, your partner's moved up to Perth to do some study. So she's going to yep. be up here for a couple of years, right? Yeah, yep. But because so, it's not that far, you guys will catch up every often. Yes, but we're going to we're trying to plan either two weeks or three weeks at the at the outside, to, if not, you know, probably every other week. Yeah, and and that'll be good for us as well because then we'll kind of get you up in Perth a bit more. And the more that you come yeah. up, the more likely you are to have uh, leisure time on your visit as well. Well, exactly. I have told Kim that like. Yeah, yes, I'll, I'm totally going to see you in that game. But if, <laughs> but, I, can, but. That way, if I can squeeze in like a three-hour game parachute, it's totally happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got nowhere to put you now. Oh, actually, I probably still do. It'll just be a bit bit tougher because I moved house this week. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I've just moved out of my house and I've moved um, back into my girlfriend's house at the moment. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. What else is that? Uh, it's only about two k's away from where I am in... Rivervale, I'm now in Lathlane. So I'm sort of right near the casino on the corner of Great Eastern Highway and Orong Road. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, it was, it was a good decision. I sort of bought my house at the start of last year and mm-hmm. you have to live in it for a year when you buy a new home. So I just, oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd do that and then, you know, kind of chip away at a few little Renault things while I was there and, and now I can put it up for rent and um, we've moved. Okay, do you yeah. we get a good bit uh, for the rent? Uh, it'll cover what I owe, but well, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, and the the cool thing is, is like I, I was really fortunate um, to kind of get the type of loan that I did, and with like my spinal injury that I had, the timing of that too, it's been yeah. like pretty flexible the way that I've been able to pay it back. Um, 
so yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky, but I, I don't know, whatever I get for it, I'm just going to put like back into the house essentially anyway, even if I can get a bit more than what I actually have to pay. Oh, you know, I don't need to subsidize it that much. And Hannah owns her place too. So I'm just going to kind of chip in on her mortgage a bit. And we're doing some renos here and some landscaping and stuff as well. Um, yeah, that sounds good. So yeah. Sounds I'm, like a good little plan. Yeah, man. I'm sitting in my new hobby room right now, actually. it's uh, Oh yeah, a bit more space. It's, it is a little bit more space, but now that we're sharing, I've got more stuff to put in it too. So, whereas I previously had like an entire house for everything that I owned. Now it's all in <laughs> either like this room where I'm currently sitting or like the shed outside or whatever. So, um, yeah, well now Kim's moved away. I have incredibly more room in my hog room. Now it's all tidy and stuff. It's so good. Ah, cool. So you can actually get in there and do some work now. Yeah, man. Did I, have, did I not send you a picture of it the other day? No, I don't think so. I think the term someone used was, is that even the same room? Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Check your Facebooks. I'll uh, send you a message. But um, I, that's oh, a little, wow, look at that. lollygagging. Should we discuss Weekender and yeah, stuff like that? No, 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 no. Fuck off, mate. Um, <laughs> I painted a wall or Titan. Yeah. Oh, of course. Sorry, we're, we're actually sorry we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, loop, we're looping back around. It's a, like from, um, you know, tran like future trans babies and uh, wolf children back to hobby progress. Um, exactly. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. I paint, yeah. I painted a wallet and I'm really happy with it. It looks sick. That red and is it a cream kind of color? Yeah. It's bone, uh, bone trim for the whole, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's funny cause it sort of ended up, I guess like the, they're hard things to photograph cause there's so much detail on them. Um, it kind of ended up looking a little bit like a weird mortise dreadnought because um, mm -hmm. of the lighter color trims with the red and the purple that I did almost ended up black as well. Um, yeah, okay. That kind of modeled. Did you see the modeled purple that I did before? It was like a cloudy kind of sm so, yeah. smoky, almost marble, but without the defined lines in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is red and purple with a bone trim. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I think it looks really cool. Um, there's a lot more to painting it than I'd expected. It ended up being quite quite a task. But um, Yeah, I'm guessing it's... I've been looking at this Titan because I'm like... I go into thing. yeah, you just like, take off the plate and you do the arm plate separate. It's really cool. I'm getting the feeling it's going to be harder than that. There's a little bit more, but man, I think I think the warlords are the hardest and that, that's where I started. So it took me like a couple of weeks to paint one. Um just, you know, on and off as I do. But now yeah. now that I'm on the Warhounds, it's like they're mostly mostly metal bodies and there's not really that much going on with them. So I think I'll be able to paint the two Warhounds probably in a couple of days. And, um, yeah, yeah and I, I think I've learned a little bit more too because, you know, I danced around with that color scheme a little bit. I went with like orange. You were not happy with it for a while. No, and I think in the, the end product looks really cool. Um I ended up doing it a little bit different because the one that the Forge World had done and then I've seen another dude on Instagram, he started doing a Legio Volper as well and um, they've gone for like a a marble, like everything is marble, so it's marble red and marble um, purple but yep. that guy didn't commit to the trim either, the bone trim and then the bone trim oh, that, okay. that Forge World did actually didn't look that good, it looked pretty crap, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I but, think uh, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm going to practice my uh, gradient shading and that kind of thing before I do my Titanicus because I think they really need that to look good. Otherwise, they're just going to look pretty flat. 
Yeah, especially those um, the big plates, like the upper plates, makes a big yeah. difference there. And it depends too on how much you want to actually weather it. Like if you want to start putting some pigment powders on and some rust streaking and that sort of stuff, then it's probably more key to be able to push the gradient harder so that it doesn't disappear underneath. Whereas if you're going to go for a pretty clean scheme, you can actually do pretty subtle gradients and it'll show up and look good. Yeah, okay. Mm. But yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that's it, man. And I did a, because I knew I was moving, I've done a huge big consolidation of things. So I clipped, I had so many sprues of like, you know, half a thing and some dudes on this and, you know, like, you know, a sprue full of knives and backpacks or some shit from tacticals. So I just clipped everything out and put it all into tubs and then um, kind of consolidated all my World War Two stuff. So all my uh, bolt action stuff's in one box now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's good. So I, I don't know, I've like done a fair bit of hobby, but not only really got the one model to show for it. Yeah, you know, I was, I've kind of missed that chance now. I, when Ben was younger, I was going to pay him like, you know, $10 to go through and clip all my screws. Oh, but dude. Now the age where I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to pay him like 50, an hour, right? 50 bucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sting you hard for it now. I think so. Yeah, well, like, buy him, a new, like buy him a new video <laughs> game or like get, get him a bunch of cheeseburgers, like get him 20 cheeseburgers or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to, me and him are trying to tee up some like, you know, one night is pizza and Xbox night. So I'll try and find a game he wants and then maybe I'll buy him that. There's no co-op anymore, is there? there well, there is, but not very many games have it on the same console. Yeah, okay. Have you got two consoles in the house or just one? Yeah, he's, he's got his own one, so. Yeah, cool. So you can actually so, do, like, online co-op. Yeah, totally. We've got both got some games and that coming, so we'll just oh. pick a game that we go for. Oh, that's like trying to play through the Halos again or something like that. Uh, that'd be cool, man. Good idea. I was actually talking to um, Marcus Banting about that the other night because he and his partner were kind of looking for a co-op game, and they have to go back oh. to they have to go back to like Borderlands and stuff to be able to find ones that are actually split-screen co-op. That's not yeah, you know, not like a racing game or something. <laughs> yeah, I get to be like that. There's a they're certainly trying to move away from it. You know what I mean, you can try and like know what a few of the Call of Duties lately have been split-screen, but. Yeah. Then you're playing Call of Duty. Boo, yes. <laughs> you're a battlefield, battlefield boy, aren't you? I am a battlefield boy. I left the pastry shop. Mm, the one time you don't ask if I've got homework. Oh, yeah, I've got a bit. I'll do it tomorrow morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> you fucked up day one, son. I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> oh, you get that. That's right. He said he'll skip his bike ride tomorrow and do it before I get home so he can still play Xbox. Oh, cool. It's a, uh, it's a lesson, anyway, for you. You just learned well, exactly. in a low-cost environment how uh, how 
easy it is to not pick up on everything with him. It's not like he's gone, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I've been jacking heroin straight into my uh, fingernails. <laughs> I didn't realize I was not supposed to do that. <laughs> you mean that's not good for you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, right, at least you don't get the scary track mark. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, go through it. He's a smart kid, mate. He's not fucking around. Hey, um, <laughs> we're going to go with a little, I'm going to give a little plug shout out. So, Harley, okay. Harley actually wrote into the podcast and he's been quite encouraging of us. Um, yeah, getting, I see those messages. Yeah, getting started and stuff. So, he's asked to get a shout out to Sam in Perth to say, mm. stop neglecting your thousand sons. So, Sam, paint your fucking thousand sons, dude. Like we all miss you already, and maybe I don't know you yet. If it's not the <laughs> if it's not the two Sams I already know, which is you and other Sam. Well, I know, I know two other Sams in Perth. I don't think oh, I'm there's another Sam too. Son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's Sam Ahola and Sam Rooney. Do you know if it's either one of those? Which one's uh, Iron Hand Sam? Iron Hand Sam is is. I'm not. I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's A H O L A. So I'm going with. I don't want to say Aola. No, let's <laughs> let's call him Aloha. Aloha. Oh, we can go with Aloha. Hawaiian Sam. Hawaiian Sam. Sam <laughs> yeah, he's got little bits of pineapple hanging off him like a crumb. <laughs> exactly. I, lo- I love that kid, man. He's so good. He ate, um, like he ate the barbecue at the uh, wasteland camp in August or something, yep. and I didn't see him for ages. And he was like, "Oh, look, I don't have any cash." Because I cooked, uh, I just smoked a few pork butts and then we kind of ripped it up and did some like pulled pork sandwiches. And um, yep. he's like, oh, I don't have the cash, but I'd really like one. And I was like, oh man, don't worry about it. Just like get in there. And he's like, no, no, I really want to give you the money for it. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, like at some point, the next time I saw him, he's like, comes like firing over at me with 10 bucks <laughs> or whatever it was. And I was like, dude, what the hell is this for? And he's like, oh, it's for that sandwich. Like in August, I'm like, dude, it's December. Oh. It's amazing. Like, what a good dude. Um, yeah, man. I mean, there's so many, like, scummy people out there. But like, nah, you'll forget. Yeah, or just just there's so much shit going on, right? Like, people would forget anyway. But oh, yeah. I don't know, man. That, I thought that was, like, really cool modern-day awesomeness because it's, yeah, there's just so much stuff going on. And I don't know. We live in a world of, like, scatterbrains now. So, it's, uh, yeah, it was really. If it's not written in front of 20 seconds, right? Well, if it doesn't flash up on a fucking app or like instantly remind, you know, some people they can't get back to you about anything. Um, to be fair, I did ask the guy who was buying that Titanic or something. I told him like to t- text me at least twice before Thursday so I couldn't make sure to give him who was picking it up for. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. well, it's because <laughs> I knew I'd, I'd totally flake or I'd forget when they're leaving to Perth and then it'd probably be the, like the day after I remember is the day they went up. So, <laughs> I think fair play to you. There's a bit more going on there, but I mean, a lot of yeah. the a lot of the stuff that we sort of see happening in modern day society is not really as complex as organizing. Like, you know, you're effectively interstate at this point. You're doing like in, <laughs> interstate pickup purchasing via local handmade handmade couriers. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So shouts out to Sam. If it's not, if it's not the three Sams we know, paint your thousand sons. And sh- shouts out to Harley as well, man. He's a top dude, and uh, he's looking at putting some Geraldton-related stuff on for the global campaign weekend. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to like wrangle his boys up and have like a good shed, like bush doof kind of hit out, 
And um, when is that global thing? Is that the? It's not the long weekend, right? No. Um, let me check. I think it is the long weekend in Australia. Um, because no, because the long weekends when show. Yeah, it's oh okay. So it's the weekend after that. It might be like Eastern States long weekend. Okay, because I think like Timo said, he can house like three games going or something. Well, I think you know we've we've sort of proven that it's maybe not the easiest for us to mobilize in WA and and get shit done. So if we can just like if everybody just plays a game wherever you are, if you just tear it up with someone and play a game. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Really. And that way we can hopefully kind of guarantee um, at least, you know, being able to participate as WA in some format. So, yeah. Uh, My problem is, I think, well, not problem, but an issue. Like, of the few people who play here down here, the world will <laughs> That's true. You can have a practi- practice run or something, right? Yeah, like blue on blue. Was it the Omega Celia conflict? No. That's a Mournival thing. Yeah, it's a Mournival thing. God, man, they're doing it right over there. And they just, like, they're fucking churning it out, and it is incredible to see. Yeah. Australia's got placed on the most active piracy community in the world. All right. I bet. And I think as well, considering, like, how far far it all has to come and how removed we are from that kind of culture and, like, games workshops and, you know, an actual Forge world and a Nottingham. I'm sure everyone in the UK has probably been to the... Like the the big base, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mecca. Mecca, yeah. <laughs> yeah, done a Mecca visit. It's, uh, it's on my list, man. I'd like to one day as well, but I think I'm just, I'm not quite out of circle salty, but I'm pretty salty. <laughs> so I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe if I'd have gone in 2010 or something, I probably would have really loved it and drank the Kool-Aid out of a shoe and I don't know, like all <laughs> that do an Australian shoey. Do, sh- do, do a shoey can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have like ripped off Alan Bly- uh, Alan Bly's peg leg and fucking hoof, hoof, hoof back some Kool-Aid. But um, yeah, unfortunately now I think that ship might have sailed for me. But I, I don't know. Like at the same time, I was looking at the museum exhibits that they've got there and I'd love to see those tables. It would be incredible yeah. to, to go through that hole. you always see is like that. It looks like it's probably about eight feet. And it's one with like the bunny emplacements. Um, and it was incredible. And I would, um, how many things be able to play on it? <laughs> oh, so in the actual gaming hall, not the display hall? Yeah. Yeah. And the one, it's unreal. Like 10 by, and it's one with like the big bridge kind of part and gun emplacements all over the place. You, it's like one of the more commonly pictured ones. Yeah, I know the one. It's got the um, all that vengeance kind of what was that? Um, yeah, planet strike. Wall of Martyrs. Wall of Martyrs. Like yeah, of and it's all integrated beautifully into the the ground. So like nothing, yeah. nothing like is anything you can move. Of. Yeah, it's really cool. I lo- I love that table too. I think that was like a big inspiration for me actually buying that terrain was seeing that table. I, was, I don't know. Yeah. I think they uh, the way that they built those gun emplacements into the ground and kind of had all the um, dirt built up around them and the trench networks and stuff. It was really organic. It looked really cool. Yeah. So every time you see like a Harris again and that, I'm like, oh, I just want to go. I know. <laughs> now you can't book tables though. You're more likely to pay on like a grass field with a 
some kind of wizard wizard <laughs> skull <inside>. tower. <laughs> it's like a piece of cloth mat, like some unpainted series of death terrain. <laughs> well, doesn't terrain not matter in Age of Sigma or Eighth Edition? So they probably just play play on like a battle map now instead. <laughs> now terrain's actually it's the rules are a bit more basic than they used to be, but now they are still really important. Oh, okay. I think. But uh, they won't be as bad as that event in England where it was all foam. just like cardboard blocks. Yeah, and foam hills. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, um, sort your life out. But yeah, uh, we... <laughs> um, back to the Mournival. Yeah, Tom put up this post and it was like giving out campaign points for yeah, dudes that like, like that. made cups of tea, gave hand jobs, like... There was a lot of options as to how to, you could advance your side in the campaign. Um, but, you know, like the most, the biggest factors were probably, you know, bringing a painted table, bringing a painted table with a narrative theme to it as well. Like you write up a bit of fluff and you design a mission or something. And then. Yeah, you, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You, campaign yeah, I know, man. You got more than a blowjob. It was, um, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. <laughs> BJ is only like 10, yeah? Yeah, BJ was 10. <laughs> So you either got to blow Tom Gould or just bring a painted table. <laughs> and like some bullshit fluff. I know which one I'd be picking. Yeah, man. You're a blow job. Blow job. It's way less work. <laughs> Three minutes and you're done. <laughs> um, I don't even have to move really. Just, you know, just fuck my face in. That's all Oh, that's crisp. <laughs> Damn, Sam. <laughs> all right. We can... Uh, Edit that bit out if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not going to. This is an advertisement now for what's going on down at Albany's uh, War in the Wasteland <laughs> Three. Yeah, Wasteland Three. Get your face fucked. <laughs> that'll Get be the campaign point. That'll be the tagline. Yeah, you if, should. Um, if you're getting like really stomped, crazy eagle that shit. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Maybe I'm too old. I might have gone over uh, the hill. I did see a video of a while ago. I could send it to you if you like. Uh, yeah, go on then. Alright. But, uh, <laughs> I just didn't find it. But, but well, anyway, yeah. while we're doing that, yeah, we'll keep talking. While we're talking about Crazy Eagles, let's go with, um, let's go with some releases. So, Sanguinius, the craziest Sanguinius. eagle of all. The face fucker. <laughs> the craziest of eagles. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, he, when he came out, I mean, I understand all the flack and all that kind of thing. And he's still not perfect. But when you got that scenic base, he looks fucking unreal, I think. Yeah. Are you in? And I am. I am so in. I, I don't know how I'm going to use that because my Blood Angel army has no jump troops or anything like that. And I was talking to one of the local guys down here. He's like, oh, just run him by himself. I don't think that's a good idea in Heresy. <laughs> so. He could deep strike. Well, he can. But I mean, you deep strike by yourself, you're just going to get fucking nailed in the face. Yeah, and with that scenic base, you're never going to see cover, are you? Nope. Well, I mean, regardless, you're always going to have, a, like, what, a four-person one-wheel save, I think he's got. Yeah, I tried that with Morty at that big event that we played last time, and it did not go far. Yeah, and he could, I mean, and I guess technically they're moving around the same speed. Yeah. So, I feel like, you know, you land, you... Oh, no, okay, yeah, so I actually felt like Morty in himself was quite survivable, especially as, like, a solo model. Even when I was doing stuff, there was ways that you could obscure him from other things in the middle of a barren table just by using other models. Um, But, I mean, like, just in terms of rolling four-ups, 
Like it didn't last that long, especially when I, yeah. I kind of just like ghosted him across the table into the middle for a bit of a dumb fuck around kind of laugh. And uh, it took, you know, like one round of shooting from a support squad and he was done. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm, I'll, that's probably how I'm running because otherwise I'm going to have to like buy in on assault squads and all that kind of thing. Oh, dude. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. That is Sanguinians. <laughs> Far out. So what I'm watching here is a five-way. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's very educational. Is that a GIF? <laughs> yeah, that's a GIF. <laughs> God damn, that's amazing. I love when some of these GIFs just like sneak through on the um, Facebook Messenger and stuff, and you're like, I'm sure there's someone that audits those, but they haven't picked that one up yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, maybe they've like called it some really strange name. So I remember that one that came out a while ago, like Red Fox, and it was like a fallen BJ. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. No, I didn't pick up on that one. I was using Goatsy a fair bit before that got taken off, and that was that guy kind of backflipping down the runway and then flipping into someone's asshole. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you remember the original Goatsy, like the old man kind of pulling his cheeks apart with the boner? Uh, no, I don't think so, actually. That might be before your time. That was, uh, <laughs> it was the early days of, like, internet and, <laughs> and extremity. The internet was invented for porn, we know this. <laughs> I think it must have been. It had to have been. It's the only <laughs> pretty sure two CD guys got together and were like, hey, maybe you seen this like video of this hot chick? No, man, we should totally work something out. <laughs> the internet was invented. <laughs> yeah. It's been like the least damaging side of the internet as well for us, like socially and culturally. It's like, like porn. Like, oh, look how, look how scarred people are because of video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally not that like eight-way gangbang with like <laughs> bears and stuff. Yeah, it's totally the violence in video games. Well, the casual nature in which you just sent me a five-way is, uh, <laughs> is pretty amazing. That is a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sanguinius, the uh, screaming eagle, the crazy eagle. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he looks sick. Um, I can see like some of his flaws, and I get that. But for the most part, I'm pretty happy with him. The f- is the flaw kind of like anything to do with the pose? Because pretty much anything to do with the pose seems like a flaw to me. Yeah, the, I mean, like, you know, you see some people mention, like, his leg could be a bent, bent a bit differently, or his arm could be slightly this or that, but I think for the most part, I reckon they fairly nailed it. I will absolutely disagree, and <laughs> okay. I think I think I'm the only one, because this, you know, that's kind of been the tale that I've seen around, is like, you know, people who yeah, are... You're not the only one, but... Well, I'm definitely not the only one, but I, I think there was, like, a lot of kind of crit- criticism at it initially, but then the amount of people that turn around and got into the gangbang afterwards. Um, it was or like, yeah, well, it was a pretty extreme turnaround and I, I understand it did look better and the, the mega base kind of helps that. But then when you iso- yeah. isolate the actual model, you're like, the fuck, like all those ones of him dropping in on a wave or skateboarding or like falling, <laughs> falling downstairs or laying upside down at the bottom of the stairs on the ventral spirit. Like they're all perfect poses for that, but none of the poses that are actually perfect are the pose that he is. Like the, <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I get that. I don't know. Without, like without the scenic base, he does look strange. And if you ju- like, you've probably jumped off a few things in your life, haven't you? Like I've literally never jumped off anything in my life that would make my body look like that when I was flying through the air downwards. I've never jumped anything up high enough to get to that body shape. That's for sure. Haven't you? No, I'm, I'm not really a, 
No, maybe the, the, uh, the wind might have like blown his leg out or something because he's coming down so fast. It's just like blown his right leg all the way out for some reason. I mean, I did the canyon swing in New Zealand, but you've got like a harness between your balls. So there was no... No rogue leg. No, no rogue leg. Hmm. Uh, I've done like a little bit of cliff jumping and that has never resulted in my legs coming apart in the unnatural fashion that Sanguinius's are. <laughs> Because you would just completely blow your asshole apart. Like, you've actually got to keep your legs shut. Otherwise, your ass gets, like, smashed full of water. <laughs> Explosive animal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, like, he's he's probably dropping in on a void shield or... I don't know. Is, I don't know. It seems seems insane, though. But I definitely... I, his, uh, I haven't come around. I think his spear's really helped. The spear uh, is dope. It looks really good. Yeah. I think the spear has really changed it. Like, with sword, it didn't really look right so yeah so from what i heard from people talking about with the rules is like you can chuck it but then you don't get it back it's not like other dudes that have like magical stuff and it oh it's one one door. use yeah so you can stab people with it and it's really good or if you throw it you're then stuck with like an ap3 sword he is the sword really ap3 that doesn't make any sense no because it's not the sword at like it's either the sword or the spear. And then you have, if you take the spear, you get a different sword. All oh, right. Okay. So you can be like bad boy sword, bad boy spear. And then if you're, you see, you would literally never ditch your spear unless you were Ryan. No. Ryan. Um, <laughs> and it's a spear had three points. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like permanently throwing that trident. <laughs> I don't think it ever hit ever. And now Jack's trying to take over on that strategy as well of like, Rogue, yeah, tr- rogue trident throwing. <laughs> it's a cool idea, but yeah, I don't think it ever. I don't know those those one use weapons. Just such a crazy idea to me. Like why why you would just permanently disable an option? Um, yeah, I mean, too bad. I don't even pay points for like hunter kill missiles. Never mind, like giant tridents on my main character. Yeah, I do, is the sword going to be viable or not? I think it is pretty good. It's I don't think it's as good as a spear. So I think you just take spear and just run around stabbing people with that. In the um in the Titan Death book, he just fully blasts his way through an Imperator Titan's head with it. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing that gets me is in Ruinstorm, yeah, he was dual wielding the sword, like the cool sword and the spear all the time. Of course he would. So when that they now make me pick, I am very sad. You but, can't, you know. Reese yeah. Kingdom in Perth. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. World Eater Air Force. He's just, he managed to get uh, Sanguinus off eBay. Um, oh, really? God. And he is, yeah, and he's converted it up to be holding the sword and the spear. Are they good, like, big daddy sword? Yeah, the cool sword and the uh, cool spear. Okay, cool. Uh, and that looks pretty cool. Has he done anything with the uh, flailing leg action? <laughs> um, I think he's planning on it but he, he's scared he's going to ruin it. And he did not pay retail for that model. He paid more. Oh, so he doesn't wanna, yeah. I don't think he wants to cut it up too much. It will, he probably played Australian retail if he bought it from UK eBay. I think he paid £115. Yeah, so, I mean, when you convert that, that's probably how much they would sting us for the the model here anyway if you bought it direct. Like, yeah. like yeah, what? Because it, it's the that's the conversion rate that they put into their calculator at Forge World, right? They picked like <laughs> scalper eBay prices, 
and then <laughs> applied that to Australian postal purchases. Because they yeah. were like, oh, these idiots will pay any amount of money for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, said Chairman Mao. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, so let's go with a, like, what what is your favorite thing from the weekender and um, and what is your least favorite thing and just to like a quick quick like quick blast uh i don't actually um no two okay all right we well, can well, we can well, skip well, that uh well they had all the t- i mean you're only just getting into titans but they had all the kind of titan shit come out so there's a new campaign book coming they previewed some of the resin weapon upgrades they showed the new like pointy rooftops things that you can put on the terrain um, they showed, yeah, uh, a Vortex missile launcher for the Reaver. They showed Warlord weapons. They showed, um, more Reaver weapons and that sort of stuff. Then they showed all the Scars stuff off. Um, oh, that's right. The yeah. Dreadnought drop pod. They had, uh, Raldoron with a big arm, like a big ham leg kind of arm thing that he's standing on. They Raldoron sh- does look cool. Raldoron does look cool, man. I actually really liked his character in the in the fluff that I've read so far too. Um, the Porphyrin, they've got the Mechanicum variant. Uh, they have like a straight up horse dick on a big tractor carriage thing. The Mega Mole Adeptus type, uh, no, the Mechanicus Mega Mole. Yeah. Um, it looks like a massive horse cock <laughs> and <laughs> they showed some scars, Tartarus Terminators, the Jump Dread. Um, then there was all that ne- Necromunda shit. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so lots, really. I did like the... I thought the White Scars characters looked really cool. Yeah. Um, yep. And, I mean, yeah, look, my computer is not working at the moment, which is why I don't have all which is up like I normally do. No, that's um, cool, man. But, yeah, no, I mean, I thought the weekend like release looked really cool. There wasn't really anything that stuck out as, do I hate it, don't touch me. Yeah. Um... Did you think I mean, it, anything seemed like a a waste of time, or you know, did the the lack of the book hit home, or like? Yeah, I think the lack of the book. I mean, if I mean the fact that they said it was going to be there and it wasn't. Yeah. But if the story that they're saying that it is stuck on a ship in customs is true, that is totally fair enough. Um, I understand that you know they're obviously going through some pretty hard times over there. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, shit, accidents happen. And at the end of the day, if our biggest problem in the world is like a Warhammer book didn't make it, it's, there could be worse things. That's true. I think the, um, on, the only legitimate criticism in my mind that I've heard of that is that they probably knew and yeah, and, they, and it was getting too fine to, to say that it was going to be like a possibility to turn up. But instead of saying yeah. something within the window for people to be able to pull out, and get their refund a week out. They yeah. left it until the last second. And yeah. I feel like that's the reason why, um, well, that's part of the reason why they changed it over to the Necromunda, like Horus Heresy and Necromunda Weekender that came yeah. after, after the time that people could pull out. Um, yeah. So I just thought that was kind of shitty because, you know, like you no, pay, they pay 75 pounds to go to that and it's, an, it's a, yeah. like a product launch. You're paying to go to a product launch. 
And yeah. I mean, you and I are looking at the same shit that they looked at on the internet. And, yeah. you know, everyone's like, oh, but you get to talk to designers. Well, look, most of the designers are on Facebook anyway. And, <laughs> you know, we've got... I don't know what I'd say to a designer. Uh, well... Uh, just saying when it looks shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know the guy that does that, but I know another guy who does some other stuff for Forge World, and I, I don't think any of his stuff looks shit. So I, c- I can't really say what I would yeah. say to him if, if that was the case. But I guess it's just like anything. You really, you'd be discretionary about it. But I mean, when, when was the weekend? It was what two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, Rob Patton in Perth had a friend go to the weekender. Yeah. Um, to get the book from he, Yeah. Well, and Sanguinous and the Crimson Knights. Um, Which ones so were they? Got, the Crimson Knights are the, oh, sorry, Crimson Paladins. The are Knights they the, f- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So Rob got them last week. Oh, no shit. And, and his, I think his, he says book eight was posted yesterday or today. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I, that does kind of hold true, but it just got held up in customs and they finally got it in and they've sent out all the pre-orders. Yeah, but like own it. I, I don't know. There's yeah. a lack of accountability there that I find is quite immature, especially for a no. corporation. Like I've run, you know, I've run a project team before in civil construction and you have deliverables and you have to be honest about stuff. Otherwise, you can't just like play these games <laughs> with the client and we are the client. Like, it's a business and we're clients and yeah. I don't know, you have to be transparent in the process and I don't know, it just, it, it's like that whole thing where they, they think everyone's a fucking fanboy still and they can get away with yeah. a fair bit. Whereas I think realistically it's just, you know, it's like the pricing thing with us as well. You know? Yeah. Well, they just turned off commenting, didn't they? <laughs> or turned pretty, off the reviews. Pretty much. And like they're, they're clients, man, like they're client reviews. That's customer reviews. I, yeah. I, I think that unfortunately the community can be a little bit childish in how they present their complaints. You know, I I tried to ask more from like, a, I don't know, a professional standpoint, like, you know, take down my images that you've used to advertise your products. I don't yeah. feel like what you've done is fair and I don't want my work representing your brand anymore and yep. things like that, you know what I mean? But I don't know, then just like throwing up memes at them or whatever's. It's yeah, and you know, Australian. Well, I mean, because granted, it was mostly Australians. I think calling a map, a, you know, professional people every name under the sun isn't. It gets your point across, but not well. And you can't be surprised when they take measures to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. I'll be honest. The thing that I didn't like most from the weekender is the giant mechanicum drill. Yeah. Okay. It just seems point, I, pointless, right? Yeah, I just don't know. What are you going to do with that? Um, I mean, you put it on the table. It's a giant schlong that if it's meant to drill down and then up, it's too big to make it in your, like, six-foot area. I so, mean, man, even probably in your gaming hall, it'd be like by the time that it actually pointed into the ground and got down and then back up again, it would be, yeah. you know, it'd be like 50 meters away or something. Yeah, so, I mean, you think like, it's a cool like, it's, transport drill that we've got, but... Terax one. I think that's wicked. Yeah. But why do we have a now a giant one? Does it go down to like, it's like the, uh, what's it called? The death wind launcher in 40k. And it's just like one giant missile that lands and everyone dies. Yeah. And yeah. It's kind of the game is like a, 
you know, on a turn one, like on a six up, the game ends and you all die. On a five up, <laughs> it's like what? So it's just a, c- a counting clock essentially, and then once it hits, exactly. it's like the final turn. Everyone dies anyway. Yeah, there is some random fucking mechanic and douchebag with his finger on the red button. And yeah. Will he push it in time? All right, <laughs> cool. That sounds like fun, in- like interesting gameplay. Yeah, so that's the one that stuck out to me. You know, the first time I saw a leak, I'm like, "What are they doing with this?" And I still don't know what. It was kind of interesting though, because I I actually saw quite a bit of positive feedback for that as a model and a concept. You know, like people were excited that it was there and that there was. A, yeah, okay. yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know, because I'm in the same mind. I look at it as like, what's usable in gameplay, and mm. what am I willing to pay? Because apparently they sold out of them as well. Um, Okay. Yeah, but like, what am I willing to pay in terms of you know pounds or whatever for like for this model? And it's not an interesting display piece. Um, no, there's a giant cylinder with the drill in it. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> on tracks. <laughs> yeah, unless you're um, unless you miss those into a bit of like resin penetration, I don't think there's m- <laughs> there's much that you could do with it. Wait, I I would oh yeah, I would love it. Right, you know how there's all these like. What the fuck? What was this chick's hashtag that I saw? This is going to be like a super inappropriate on PC. Like, I don't know. Just send me some feedback if you've got a problem with this, but I actually don't really give a fuck. So, um, no. what, was her, what was her handle? It was like, why am a woman or some shit? Um, uh, oh, no. Oh, man. Don't you hate it when your phone changes how you do things? Okay, yeah. Her hashtag was... Warhammer woman. I was like, what the fuck? Cause I was like, I was just scrolling through Instagram today and, um, she came up as putting something on every metal, like the, the hashtag every metal. Oh, yeah. And there's usually pretty good paint jobs on there, but it's a gray primaris plastic dreadnought thing. And she's yeah. just kind of cutely smiling behind it. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. And it's like 1500 likes by all these fucking idiots that think that that's, oh. that's cool. Like, dude, she's not going to suck your dick at all. She's more <laughs> likely to deep throat that drill thing on Instagram for likes <laughs> than she is, to, than she is to actually fuck any of the nerds that have clicked a like on that. Yeah. But it was pretty offensive. Cause I was like, Oh man, I did like, I feel like I did some of my best painting that I've done. And it's like 50 people are like, yeah, good job. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking sick one. I, she gets fifteen hundred. She gets fifteen hundred just from putting putting a hoodie on and smiling behind a grey plastic miniature and saying how hard it was to put together. Like <laughs> fuck, dude! If you can't build a space marine dreadnought, like get out of here. You're done. <laughs> I'm gonna pick one of those up next. Week. Oh yeah, for your boys. Yeah, they're a delta. Yeah. Well, maybe you can ask her for some build tips and a dick suck. Maybe I'll get both. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe one of those isn't good for your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, buying more hammers isn't good for my relationship. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, that. dude. <laughs> you can you can definitely get away with the dick suck. You can't get away yeah, with exactly. buying another dreadnought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, it looks like all the other dreadnoughts. Yeah, nothing to do with the dicks or anything. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. Anyway, so fuck Instagram girls. I don't care. Get out of yeah, here. All the same. Leave, girls, all that kind of. leave my hobby alone, man. And <laughs> and that's going to sound like I'm some kind of uh, incel fucking beta boy retard as well, but I just can't. <laughs> I can't handle it. 
it's point. It's all pointless. It's all pointless anyway. But yeah, she she might be the only one to actually get good use out of that giant mega drill. Um, whereas anybody else, it's not going to come back out in time. Because I can't imagine that thing's the big like laser cannon thingy drill on track. Sorry, is kind of crazy money. And the that's ordinators. Like the same size. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same price and size as the ordinators. Yeah, so I I don't really get that. Um, yeah, it is an odd one. I think there was something in the rules as well that if you picked it up at the day, you got some prototype rules with it. It was like it has some seismic shit that kind of happens when it's down underground. But I don't know. Like if you if you look at the model, essentially you just get like a giant super heavy with um, two volkite culverins on it as like a, a tractor that's then stuck on the table and whatever other <laughs> shit's going on. Like a, for a fun element of gameplay, like I feel like that's not really, I don't know. It's not living yeah. up to the full potential of the game when you're playing with something like that, probably. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean, it's like Warlord times, right? I mean, they're amazing. They look so cool. But then you play on the field and no one's going to, with 3,000 points, can ever beat a Warlord type. That's, so, yeah, that's what's the best thing about Titanicus, I reckon, is you can have one. Like, um, I have one sitting on my desk now, and I can play a game with it, and it's got functionality, and it moves every turn, and it could die, and that sort of stuff. Whereas, if you play like a big game with that, you need to play on multiple gaming tables. You need to have a lot of resources in terms of like other shit to play against it. Because I can't imagine just like a straight up Warlord versus Warlord twenty eight mil game would be that fun. Yeah, I shoot my volcano gun at you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I've still got void shields. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, so um, FAQ, any comments, thoughts? Oh. Um, no, yes. Uh, the FAQ, I thought that is actually quite a good job of. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I learned backwards and swallowed since, well, I didn't swallow spit. It went into my lungs. Yeah, you got you got fucking crazy eagled, mate. <laughs> That's why I'm gargling it. Yeah, get it down, uh, Sam. Oh, They've got to rotate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the what's it called the FAQ. I yeah. do quite like it. I think they did it pretty well, to be honest. Um, yep, it fixed a fair few things. I like how there was like the points change changes the. Like different stuff for um, the what are they? Like what changed? Uh, Palatine blades. Yeah, there uh, were a few so of those cool. specialty units that got switched over. So that's cool. It's made some actually work a bit more. Yeah. Um, Do you care about destroyers? I'm really tempted to try some in my Blood Angels now. Okay. Cool. Um, because before they were just too expensive. Um, yeah. I mean, what are they now? 115 points for five? Yeah. And then you can give them all jump packs for five points each rather than like 75 that it used to be yep. for the whole squad. I mean, if you're taking 10, it's a, it's still a 25% a twenty five point drop, which is pretty good. But if you're only taking a small squad just to you know, fuck around with, I mean, you're saving 50 points on that unit. Yeah, sure. So I think with, especially with the bot angles, like they're already getting plus one to win. If you're then taking rad grenades, you're now wounding space marines on twos. Yep. Love so, it. Yeah. I think I'll give someone a try. Um, Palatine Blades, they've gone down in points by a decent amount, I think. 
Yeah. Um, and they can what get Artificer Armor for 10 points for everyone, which is fairly new. Yeah, I've seen a few people go through this and kind of weigh up the... Um, Tom and Tim went went mm-hmm. through it on the iHorus the other day with their, their FAQ breakdown. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like Tom's a bit of a genius with the points. And it, he was sort of saying like, you know, it's they're not they're not suzerains. They're not. Um, what are your guys called? Like Loctardus or? Oh yeah, the storm. Yeah, like yeah, like Loctardus or something. Yeah, um, those they're like they're still not those boys because all those boys get like artificer armor and a power sword or some shit. For, yeah, <laughs> but you know, like it is what it is. Not not every legend has to be equal, and I think they just designed it that way too. Um, yeah, yeah, they were meant to be like. I don't know. We've we've spun like a somewhat competitive game out of what was meant to be a narrative display. You know, like two, <laughs> two dudes with beards in a shed somewhere in Nottingham, just like bashing out a campaign every six months. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, they keep trying that with like a new campaign system every Black Book, and yeah. I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people could quite happily pay. Well, just give me those new rules, then. Yeah, and be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any of those are, speaking of campaigns and black books, I wonder if any of those black books have made it to Russia yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready, baby. I'm babe. sure that won't be long. Yeah, there'll be some uh, some little Grigory, like, scanning away right now for me. <laughs> some dude called Yuri. Yeah, yeah, yeah Yuri. <laughs> it's on, like, I love, I love Russian. Putin's, I love Russian names. Putin's cyber war mandate. It's, like, it's like now, now, includes, uh, now includes scanning black books. Fuck. Well, I did. Didn't, I did see a random post on like some like uh, clickbait article the other day that Putin is telling Russia that like they need to unplug from the internet. So that sounds pretty weird. Uh, that wasn't that clickbaity. I actually read. That's a, actually legit. Yeah, yeah. I read a bit of an article about that. They're actually trying to separate themselves away from the internet, like the the current structure, or to be able to separate themselves so that they can kind of unplug on and plug in and. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's cool. So, he, so he's, he can hack other people's elections, but no one can hack his? Well, yeah, and then maybe get out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, cool, and then pull the plug like it's the Matrix. <laughs> exactly. All these Russians fall over and die. Yeah. No more tracksuits for the world. To <laughs> I know. No more squats for us to love. Yeah. No more crazy driving videos. <laughs> I'm sorry if any Russians are listening. <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Although we are probably being hacked right now. Just saying the word Russians, I'm in trouble. We're now on a list. Yeah. Um, um, the Phalanx Waters, I think, look a lot better. Yeah. But no one has any anymore, right? So it's going to be a bit of a, like a, re-bu- uh, yeah. a rebuy. They're going to have to re-up yeah. and get some more. Well, I mean, I think they've gone down like a decent amount of points per guy. Axes have gone down five points per guy. They get an extra weapon skill if there's a certain number of them. Are they as good as Caesarines? Mm, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. But they're still pretty good. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, yeah. I think they're still 190 points, and that's without power axes and stuff. So, no, they're certainly not Caesarine. Yeah. But, but still, if you get to like five guys with. 215 points um, at toughness 5 with shield wall and weapons bill 5 with that other really thing. I mean, they're not bad. Yeah. If you take like 
where you can take up to 10 more. So you can, oh, sorry, there are 190 points for 10 guys. I thought there were 190 for five. So, yeah, there's a lot more of them. Oh, shit, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, so 190 for 10 guys is decent. And then you give them all axes, so you're at 240. Mm. 10 guys with power axes, weapons go five, and toughness five when they're in a clump is not anything to laugh at. Man, that's actually a pretty good price, isn't it? I mean, and you can make it a score of 10. So, put all that in a Spartan with anything, really, a chaplain, I guess. Yeah. And you'll be taking names for the guys coming. I feel like um, Tom and Tim, <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> uh, I feel like Tom and Tim were talking about that the other day on that FAQ breakdown on Iophorus. And uh, I don't remember because I was sort of half listening to some of it, but it seemed like that unit may actually come out cheaper than a breacher unit that's equipped in a similar way. So if you just if you just have a standard breacher unit versus them. So yeah, it's pretty pretty well, good. Breaches are always pretty bad. Um I like the ultramarine one, hey you can give more power swords. People are like, yeah you should you should totally try that. And then I show them the fact that I've worked it out and the twenty man squad is like six hundred points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you bitching about your points the other day. <laughs> You've um, yeah. you've still got good units though, and I mean they're not really like that. That is a bad case for that because I think that's one of the worst. Like when it's oh, it's normal troops. If you tell me about a seven hundred point Terminator unit though, it's kind of like yeah, well, there are ten Terminators, and that should be somewhat uncommon, I guess, right? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Timo did tell me the other day that he's five quite a lot, and they've never let him down. But well, they're sick, man. Those Fulamentaris. Fully mental. Uh, I can't bring myself to try them. There's too many other cool stuff I'd rather take. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, you're in the year of expansion, so you never know, right? Like, you could you could just oh. as easily end up getting a unit of them or something else once you're um Exactly. At the end of the it. day, I mean, a squad of those turnos and some missile launch isn't really a lot of money to drop on an experiment. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is, actually, because of all the Forge World conversion and postage and all that sort of stuff right sam right yes sam yes of course i think nothing (laughs) in this game is cheap to test out i know sell my house someone did the math on that just then and they were like oh fuck like sam's talking about not not being a lot to drop as being like 800 (laughs) australian dollars or whatever (laughs) hey man because i don't even know where i'd get those i'd have to buy like a contempt and missile launches on and they're like 30 dollars each now that's true because they don't really make that part do they you'd have to get the um uh, Iron Warriors ones, right? And then use those backpacks? Yes, and then sell the Iron ones to people who would totally buy these times with no rocket launch. Yeah, I reckon they would though, man, because they'd be cool-looking cataphracty then, like themey-looking cataphracty. I was thinking about it for... Who? I know, but if you're an Iron Warriors player, would you ever take non-siege time cataphracty? Mm, maybe if you did a, like a Terminator right at war. You know, like a, a Pride of the Legion or a Zomotalis Force or... There's definitely reasons to do it. No, nah, if I'm playing Zomotalis, I'm bringing like a bazillion rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to talk um, I was trying to talk Tom Gould into letting me have a Terminator support squad the other day. And he was like, nah, dog. <laughs> I was like, well, what if they were just five or something like that? And we, we kind of worked out a bit of a solution. But now that there's this new FAQ, I think... Um, it definitely doesn't address everything, but maybe... I think we, we're going down the right path. Yeah, I think we're going down the right path. And, I, you know, I was talking to Marcus because he's running some events now. 
And he was saying, mm. like, it's actually a bit too much as an event organizer to make sure everyone's on top of it. Because there's some people who aren't on the internet and there's some people who aren't on Facebook and there's guys that will just turn up out of different communities that don't really understand like what the Mournival is and what we're using and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and, and I'll be honest, I've had a few people mention that to me about Wayfind as well. Yeah. Um, and well, it's hard to, cause I'm, I mean, it's, I don't know about, um, Quartermaster, but I know in Battlescribe, like there's no way to account for any of the points changes or differences. You can Quartermaster. Jack Hadley actually has done a full Legions of Studies army list. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, he's a so fucking he's got, mad dog. He's got all the points sorted. So I, and he sent that out to me, so I've been using that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, for for the most part, I'd be interested to know what parts of the Monoreal people would miss if I said no. Yeah. And I think I, it's down to like, little fluffy things, you know, like Ryan's destroyer of the war or like this or that. Could you just make executive decisions? Like, look, that's not exactly grand, like game breaking. Sure. Just do it. Why not? Yeah. Well, and I guess as well at the hands of some people, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be terrible. Cause you know, like Ryan will go in on a theme or something and he's not going to build himself a particularly competitive list. Whereas if, if you yeah. had somebody else who was trying to do that and maybe there was like an, a bit of an inherent advantage You'd have to watch that a little bit more. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I th- like, there's, I mean, I'll be honest, there's a guy who plays Custodes down here, um, and he's just against the whole idea of fan-made FAQs and errors, um, to the point where he won't come to an event where it's happening. But um, it's, that's really shitty, though, because the whole thing is, is an abstract anyway. Like, it's all, it's all fake, and none of it really matters. It's just, yeah. for one version, we pay some people for the yeah. like the luxury to get a rule set and then for another version it's like we we made it as well. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you have that discussion plenty of times. But if I could say, uh, if I didn't run the model, what it would anyone have any really big issues that can't be addressed with yes, you can still run that model out of war or no you can't take that because it does X. Yeah. You know. I think so, um, some of the things make sense like, you know, I guess some of like the Legion specific changes, you could probably keep them in because they're not exactly game breaking, but things that probably should include it in. Yeah. I think um, Marcus and I were talking the other night while we were playing AT and um, he was sort of saying, you know, like he still wants it to be a part of it, but for the ease of access, maybe stepping away from like the whole package and just going back to including the additional units and rights of war so that people... Yeah. People could come with, you know, with a theme that was from the Mournival package, but then kind of just go back to like a standard FAQ because everyone can access that from the Warhammer community site. Yeah, and I mean, it's more more likely like you're just your common nerd who's not fully plugged into what the what the Australian meta's up to. Um, yeah, exactly. Might so, be more likely to be up with yeah. it. It's something I am certainly thinking about. Like, I mean, I might even put a post about this on the WA page later on yeah. and see if there's anyone that's like the like opposite of this guy in Albany who's adamant like I won't come if you don't run to this. So yeah. I think it would I'd, be just people like people have started building those units now. Like Jack's got the um breacher support, yeah, support squad. Yeah breacher support squad for his world eaters and then Ryan's built all those destroyer things. Like yeah. I mean you can definitely you can still incorporate those. And I think yeah. stuff like the breacher support 
and the assault support, it's a no-brainer. Like, of course, why would you not have a jump pack team with Volkites or something like that? Like, that seems yeah. like a great idea. And same with breaches as well. Why would you not have a specialized breacher team? Um, yeah. And it's pointed, like, they're pointed appropriately. So even if you have to scale them up in terms of points so that they come back up even, because I know some of the Mournival points costs have dropped those basic troops units down, like... Your yeah. breaches might be cheaper. I know tacticals are cheaper. I know there's probably some changes with assault marines as well. But I'm actually fairly sure he hasn't made that many changes to the legion to the army list. Right? So I mean, let's, if I look at the, I thought it was tacticals got cheaper and all their options were free and stuff like that. Like he did, uh, yeah, he did make the nuns and Ingu Jiggy free in frontline games, I believe. Yeah. Um, Tatchel squads, they can get yeah, those two things for free. Yeah, squadrons of some tanks, that kind of thing. But there's not, like, no tax squads because they got dropped in the last red book to 125 for 10. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, you know, like, I'll keep, like, you know, if you say we'll play with the FAQ rules mostly, but if someone's gone and, like, you know, like Phoenix Spears and things like that, sure, let them be the cool new monable ones why not they're not gonna break the game yeah yeah so yeah I don't know I'll have a chat to, a, to the people on the Facebook page and see what they think at um, least you've got a bit of time to think about it anyway and like a little bit of time for kind of book eight to sink in and stuff like that yeah I think you know if I could if I had to do like a big blanket statement you could almost say Yes, you can take any of the extra units, or if there's any extra Legion rules, rights of war, just don't change any of the points costs. That would probably work fairly well. Yep. And I think it's. Then everyone's getting the same benefit. I think as well, too, saying to people, like, this is, this is what you sign up for when you come to this weekend, is that you will face some maybe like alternative army lists, but we'll do our best to endeavor that everything is fair and balanced. Um, I was talking to Marcus actually the other day about, you know, because we've, we've gone away from list submissions and list checking even. Like people are just playing whatever they want. And I'm sure exactly. I, know, I know for a fact that I've squared off against people who've not had the right amount of points. Um, yeah. Just doing the math, like having too much. And it doesn't yeah. really bother me that much, but I think um, I quite like reading lists as well. So I said to him for the skulls thing, I was like, oh man, like make people put their lists in again and I'd be happy to like vet lists and work out points and you know, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah, I think it's gotten, it's gotten like pretty casual and there's a, there's a lot of variety now. So it's hard to kind of keep track of with what everybody's got. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I would love to see, cause I mean, there's two skulls events over here. I'd love to see one and turn to bring your dick kicker list balls deep, you know, see what you, and the other one can be, you know, narrative and like casual, but I think we do need a, yeah. But when you want to get your like tournament headset on and just kick dicks in. Yeah. Well, that could be a good one for, um, the Southern hemisphere as well. You know, if like they actually put on a competitive tournament and see the hard thing though is, and we, this is something again that came up is you want to maintain the standard of hobby and, engagement that we've got but you want to get people to be able to go okay well like i'm i'm here to fuck the other person up and like yeah. the the opponent 
is meant to walk away from that game being like, oh man, I got rinsed out. Like that was, that was hardcore kind of thing or like, or a really hard fought battle or whatever, but have, have it so that egos are off the table, but you still have to try and maintain that balance of hobby. Otherwise it'll just look like 40 K shit. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, like I'm putting my blood angel list together for skulls and it's, it's not that, I mean, it's not super dick kicky, but it's pretty tough. I mean, have I shown it to you yet? No, no. Um, just what? quickly off the top of my head, it's like a glaive, double <laughs> Leviathan. Uh, are you going on foot? Yes. Yep. So there are no drop odds. So they are running, but still, it's still double Leviathan with one of the storm cannon, one with a bombard, I think. Does that um, does that Raldoron character help you out at all? Because his rules came out, didn't it? Yeah, but I I won't until I get a model for it. Um, okay, I'm just running a legion. Um, then I've got two tax squads and rhinos, a Falkite caliber squad sitting lurking at the back. Yep. Um, like a melting gun team in a grill, and seven terminators with the champion in a storm eagle and a fire raptor. So. That sounds good. It's, yeah, it's high. I, mean, I think it's high gonna, output. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty strong list. To be honest, um, what does that come to? Three. That's three k. Yeah. So it's yeah. You know, you you hit that point and you're like, should I limit my back a bit? But no, I like these models. Like all these models look really cool on the board. And if it all too strong, well, I'll turn it down next time. But. Uh, yeah, look, it it doesn't sound like it's too much. I mean, it does. It it sounds hard because you've got you've got high damage output and you've got a few items in there that are particularly resilient. Like, a, yeah, you know, a glaive is hard to take down, and leviathans can be hard to take down. Um, no, mine get one shot with the last gun. Well, yeah, they get get one shot. And I mean, you've got you've got terminators in the grill. You've got deep striking unit. You know, like there's your you can push the direction that your opponent's facing you can also um hit him from long range you can send kind of threat units up from the front as well so this i think that's it it is a strong list but i mean fuck like what do you do i I think i got i kind of got called a bit of a power boy the other day um for some of my death guard units I guess, and yep. some of my Death Guard choice, but like I built a list to a theme, and I've, I've kind of picked units to a theme of of a heavy support company, and I I don't know, like that's a valid part of the game, and yeah. I don't, you know, I don't put phosphates on everything, and I don't try to, you know, max out on like or like min max or whatever. I'll actually always take you know three core big troops units, and I kind of tax myself a little bit with those. And then, you know, just happen to have a lot of las cannons and stuff. And um, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I've taken my two task squads plus two support marine squads, yeah. which I mean, they're, they're all right, but they're you know you could spend nearly what four hundred points on that list somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I thought about dropping the melty gun squad on the drill to a lightning instead, um, just to crack those buttons before the lightnings get there. Because otherwise, I'll have a hard time getting to the primarchs and stuff and stuff. Yeah, sure. But, you know, where do you limit yourself and think, like, yeah, at least this unit coming up in a drill behind people, it's going to look cool. It'll be a bit of fun. 
yeah. a lot and just goes, yeah, I'll fly in and now. <laughs> the um the old Primark in Spartan, I mean, it's a, definitely a problem, but it's probably not that much of a problem. I've, I find I yeah. have quite a bit of success just shooting everything else and then leaving that alone. And then they've kind of got nothing to support it with. So by the time that it becomes an issue and they get out, it's like, okay, cool. Now, now all my shit's like ready to go to work on the Primark. Um, yeah, I think the main problem I see with it is the cracking of the Spartan. Um, yeah. That they're probably inside. I mean, for long range, like a glaze, not going to do it, obviously, but it does have the slice cannons on the side. But that's pretty much it. I mean, I've got my Meltis quad, but that's not going to do anything to a Spartan because everyone ends up down that. I hope um, so. If you don't, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> in saying that, I think I have thought about not running it lately because I think everyone thinks that everyone has it. So no one runs melting guns anymore. So it's, I'm it's, it's, like, it's like a yo-yo, isn't it? It's like it's down or it's up. But you, yeah. if you catch it, you know, if you catch the right strategy when nobody's got it, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, because that, that, that's true. We had a shift, didn't we, where everyone had Saramount on everything. And then it was like, okay, well, all the Melter units that we've built are useless. And then you go the yeah. other way where you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to play any Melter anymore. And then you think, oh, well, I'm not playing for Saramite. So it's just yeah. to, to see who pulls the trigger first. And look, a, a Strength 8 AP1 squad is not going to go astray. Like, I'm sure there's other shit exactly. you could use, even if it works out that the Spartans... You know, got ceramide on it or whatever. Anyway, exactly. I mean, worst case scenario, you go up behind the squadron of other tanks, or if you can crack that Spartan, you pop them up next to them and just melt against all the terminators and they die. Or someone, <laughs> or someone else has a glaive, right? And then you're like, okay, cool. Well, now I've got that glaive sorted because I can just sit behind it with these things. And yeah, exactly. You know, worst yeah. case scenario, I'm in your armor twelve. Even if you've got armor ceramide, I'm still glancing on a four. Yeah. <laughs> The glaive is a funny one, isn't it? I'm, I'm surprised that that hasn't gone up in points because of the destructive potential it's got. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, but I mean, when you think about it, I mean, it's what uh, 80, 75, 80 points more than a Feldblade. Yeah, um, and Feldblades, I mean, I reckon their destructive potential would be pretty close to a glaive, really. I mean, you've got a seven-inch large blast and a demolish gun. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I think they're pretty equal to be honest. Um, I found the, the tank. I found it was yeah. the maneuverability of the glaive, as as all super heavies are really. But the maneuverability and the fact that it's ignoring the terrain, so it's just driving wherever it wants for twelve inches, and yeah. being being able to line up different angles. Like I I didn't yeah. have anything to block the beam with, so yeah. and it was completely ignores cover and yeah, the other. The last one that I played, it was just reefing through my units, and I was like, "Fuck! Yeah, I, I've I mean, just got nothing to deal one. with this." Yeah, I mean, I bought one a couple of years ago for my well, the Leeting Emperor's Children Army I had, yeah, um, which I then sold to Luke Foil, and now he sold all of them as well. <laughs> um, so I've actually never used the glaive, so I've now got Jack Hadley's one from his Blood Angels, so yeah. I'm going to be wearing that. But I think it's one of those units that. When you start off using it, it's probably not going to be as effective. But once you get some gains under your belt, it's going to be devastating. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, that's my theory. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'll go well, man. It'll be good. I was actually, um, I'll put a shout out in here. I don't know if anybody will get this far or is listening or whatever. But if you're uh, in WA and, oh, we've only been going for an hour and a half. That's not too bad. Um, 
if you're in WA and you want to either have a change or you don't have an army yet and you want to play and you need to, or you want to borrow some Death Guard for Skulls, let me know because I can't go. So if somebody hits me up and they want to have a loner army or wants to play a change for the weekend, then, and I can probably actually make two, I could make two 2,500 point armies from what I've got as well. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. I, mean, I, I lent out my Blood Angels and my Ultramans to, at Wasteland last year. Yep. And then borrowed someone else's Blood Angels on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot. Yeah, I remembered that. You jumped, <laughs> you jumped back into that team game. Yeah, and you borrowed Jackson's. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so if anyone wants to borrow my Death Guard, hit me up. Because I'm sure cool. it would be fine. And there would only be a small deposit of a child or something. <laughs> Your firstborn, if you haven't had one yet. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I need to do a post on Swick events on the Wasteland page that uh, Titanicus is obviously included. Yeah. Um, because I had like John Gill down here because he doesn't play Heresy, but now he's brought in on Titanicus. He's pretty keen for that to be included. I'm like, yeah, man, for sure. So if one of you know play two games Heresy and one of that, um, I'm pretty well, keen. If someone just wants to play that all day, like, I think yeah, I think I was um, revving you up last year about. Like I'm happy to guide people through that, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm so, pretty pretty deep in the cave with um, AT, so I'd be happy to just play that all weekend and then loan my the rest of my armies out to other people if they want to play them. Yeah, I mean I think it'd be pretty cool to for the actual event and still play like a couple of games as almost house at night time that kind. Yeah, yeah. Hey, have you um have you had any more thoughts about sort of like making the the campaign games more meaningful or significant or anything like that since the last one? Cause it's sort of like, I know we were playing for a playing for a reason last time. Yeah. You got like the bonus and for the ZM game. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yes and no. Um, I am tossing up. Like I did have the idea Well, like other people were talking about it and so I was like, blah, 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 but turning it into instead of two big ships, which while it looked really cool, it wasn't the most, it was a bit fiddly, and now you get the usual problem of, well, I'm done, but my team has still got 20 minutes left. Sure, yeah. Um, to break it down into like a few smaller ships. Yeah. Um, and then each ship can be like a bonus and that kind of thing. And then like round one of the next day can be like a 2v2 Centurion game. And then you can, in the afternoon, you can kind of pick. Do you want to have like another bigger team game, or do you want to do two small? Well, you could play a bit two, like 3,000 point games in pretty easily in an afternoon. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a matter of what kind of bonuses you want to do. Um, I want to try and I think I want to make this one a map-based one, like watching this last Mournable event. That looks really cool. Oh, man, um, shit, with like the, the side profile shot of the ship and they were putting the little yeah. tokens all over it. Yeah, that looks nuts. So, but I mean, it's, al- obviously- it's almost enough to make me want to move to Sydney, hey? That shit that they do <laughs> over there, I'm like, oh, yeah. God. And regularly as well, I mean... Yeah, I'd move to, if I was single and that kind of thing, I would move to Sydney to play Heresy in a cool event every month, guaranteed. It's yeah, it's <laughs> the, what is it? It's the third Sunday of every month. They have a yeah. have a hoedown, and uh, yeah, oh, man, it's it's just so cool. And I think it's you know like obviously Tom's kind of the front front man of the band, but they're all he does, like he doesn't run every event either. So yeah, you know, people chip ideas in, I organize it, we put the badge on, we make it all work. And then they run the event, and I just give them a hand if they need it. Yeah, I like, see. That's 
But you can do that when you've got a community of what, like 100 active players kind of thing? No, it's not that many. No, it's well, no, it's, well, not just in Sydney, but I mean, everyone's only, a, well, not a short drive, I guess, but a fairly cheap flight if you wanted to get to Sydney for a weekend. Yeah, sure. But I, th- I think like they may be getting 30-odd guys tops or like yeah, okay. e- even less. Like that one on the weekend, I think they had, you know, like 15, 16 people or something. Um, yeah, okay. I yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I think this year I'll try a few different things. Like I'll try Titanicus. I'll try and get that campaign point thing going. I'll try and... Oh, the blowjobs. Yeah. Do yeah. I get campaign points early, boys? Yeah. I am open for business as of today. And if you want to get uh, four friends together and throw an eagle onto Sam, then uh, get after it. A crazy, nah, crazy eagle. I'm not giving you points for me doing all the work, man. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> That's true. She did look like she was working pretty hard there. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so I'll try those few things, um, and I'll throw out the wonderful question. I mean, we're well. I mean, we're, we're six months away from the event, so I've got plenty of time to try and work things out. Yeah, but yeah, I think if we can do the ZM the night before, because that worked pretty well. Everyone was fairly happy doing that, and yep. then a doubles game first up the next day, so people can play each other. Yeah, um, the the mingler, single mingle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Single mingle is always good, and I'll. You know, I'll do the teams for that kind of thing, and then after that, they can work all their own games out. But I am probably going to make this year a bit more structured. Like, yeah, while I like people picking their own games and that kind of thing. It happened more last year than the year before. People standing around not getting a game. So sure, yeah. I mean, like yourself, that you know, it wasn't too fast. I understand that's cool. But when there were people there that were waiting to play and wanted to like, play, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to play that person, but they're off playing that person now. I'm like, well, okay, well, I'll jump in and that's cool. But if I can at least, yeah, I'll work something up. I so, think if there's a, there's a possibility too, we've got to try and push the action on Sunday morning. Um, just to, to make it, you know, if there's people that have come from interstate or there's other guys that have, yeah. you know, come down for a whole weekend's worth of gaming, like to actually have people playing on Sunday morning instead of just hanging a like everyone just kind of hung up the heels and got out of there. Yeah, um, they kind of. Yeah, which I mean, look, when you've got a four and a half hour drive, I do get that. But it is, yeah, it is a bit of a shame when you, like, yeah. But they did. I think you're gonna play that school. Like the, everyone's camped back up on that. Yeah, well, like you know, Chris who came over, like the difference in him getting another game in and feeling like yeah. he's got a full weekend's worth, and then somebody else getting home at like eleven instead of. 2.30 or something in the afternoon. It's like, yeah, I'm sure we can all extend to, you know, and, and I will as well. Like I hung around a little bit and I helped clean up and I went for, yeah. went for that hike afterwards and stuff. But I would have, I would have happily played another game instead of going and doing that hike. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm keen, I think, next year. And, you know, even, even if it means that I stay back a little bit later and, um, you know, help clean up until the afternoon. I don't get home till the evening. Then that's that's okay too. But yeah, I think yeah. we just got to make sure that it's like a a good weekend of opportunity. And you know, I I think like because we what did we have the presos on Sunday mo- Sunday morning, and then everyone kind of yeah. scampered yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't really push that back in case people do have to go. But yeah, um, maybe some incentive for sticking around too as well. Like I don't know, keep yeah. keep all the prize draws to the end or something like that. <laughs> Like, yes, like so. lucky, lucky bit prize draw. You lose. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, yeah, no, so there's a few things I'm tossing up. Like uh, Chris has said he's coming back from um, Adelaide, and I think Frankie is as well. He sounds pretty keen. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's two guys. And then all the, you know, the guys from Perth all sound pretty keen again. So, yeah. I'm hoping to at least get the same numbers, which I think is 20. 28? 22, 22, 24 last year. Yeah. So, I mean, including like Titanicus and that kind of thing, I'd love to hit 30 somehow. I can now be fucking baller. Sure, yeah. And I mean, uh, right. same way. If there's guys down there that play play stuff and kind of want to come but don't have existing armies, like maybe roping them in as well and saying like, look, you can come and borrow someone's army, but get in like a bunch of practice games first so that you know, you know, like yeah. show, show me you can play a game of heresy against somebody and then we'll line up an army for you to borrow. Um, yeah, I mean like, I mean, and that's, again, like there's more multiple rules like Skip has a Custos army that he wants to use but he's just not happy with the like point changes. I mean, I'm happy for him. He's only played a few games, so it's not like he's going to be destroying people with his overpowered army. I'm happy to say to him, look, just run your normal points. I don't really care, and then we'll go see how you go. So he feels the 25% is too harsh? I, I didn't think it's that he thinks it's too harsh. He just doesn't like that it's not the legit rules. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, Maybe get him to frame it differently so that he's, like, if you pay a 2,500-point game, he plays a 2,000-point game. Yeah, I mean, you know, like he had, like when he built his army, he bought, like, you know, the five man squads and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then when I'm like, oh, we're using these rules, he's like, six, I'll just throw out one model of each of these squads in. I'm like, oh, well, I can, I can see your point. Hmm. Yeah, or play a bigger game, play a game against an opponent that's got more. Yeah. So, I mean, I've told him that I'm more than happy to throw down with him in the main, like before the event, and we can play like 2,500 and we'll see. How we go? Like if, if he's a bit like he's he'll be a bit under the hasn't played seventh edition for two years or so. Yeah. So he might. But if he got some practice in and he comes and tables like three out of three opponents, well maybe he'll see my point. So maybe it's worth doing just to see what he thinks. Well, at this point too, it's not like he's a beautiful, unique snowflake. It's it's a pretty well travelled path that custodes have yeah. too much for the points. And they're two points efficient, so that's where that yeah. that community comp has come up there. And I mean, community community comps existed in Australian tournaments for such a long time now, hasn't it? Like, yeah, you know I mean, the, the comp answer. system. I've talked said that to him. I'm like, come on, do you haven't played that game? And the people that have all agree with this rule set. Yeah, but we kind of just keep going around in circles now. So yeah, I've given up, and so is he. So, look, if he wants to come and play full point size, I'm cool with that. He can. And then see how he goes. If he goes really well, he might see my point. If he doesn't do well, then no. Well, then I can leave him with his points on it. There's yep. people like Steve who actually know how to play the army, that if he starts coming and gets all his models again, then I need to worry. Well, man, even with like 25% less, he's still rocking anyway. So, Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's playing games and he's like, yeah, I'm taking winning games, like 20 zip kind of thing at events. You're like, well, this kind of proves the point. <laughs> but he's he's gone and played a lot of games with them as well, so he understands how they work. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, I think there was at LVO the tournament just recently. Mm. There was, I think, two Talons lists in the top, maybe ten, if not like bigger scale, maybe top twenty. Was that competitive thirty k or forty k? Yeah, that was competitive thirty k. Oh, cool. Oh man, I'd um, like I'd like to see the list breakdowns of competitive thirty k. Yeah, I haven't seen any posts like an eye out because I'm super keen. It's it's like a bit of a dirty dirty word, isn't it? It's like <laughs> people don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay. Ew, boo. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that because that's what really interests me about the game too is like matchups and and contest and like list building and then and then strategy as well. It's um yeah, and you kind of miss out on a little bit of that with the the narrative stuff. I think if it goes to too narrative, it can yeah exactly. But I mean, the list that did better out of the two towns list was mostly Sisters of Silence with only a few custodes as well. Are they? Do they fall under the same category of points restriction or not? No, just says custodes for um, in the model thing. I think it specifies custodes goes up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, where are we? I was looking at before. Well, actually, because yeah, it doesn't say other factions, talents of the emperor. It's legio custodes and all units got twenty percent. Yeah. So sisters, and then it specifies the sisters islands. So. Yeah, yeah okay. so now it's just Lee Joker, so. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'm interested to see. I, I'd really like him to come. I mean, it sucks when you can get a huge turnout from Perth. Like, you know, I think last year, if we got 24 people, I think 19 were from Perth. We had five locals. Yeah, sure. So, if I can, whatever I can do to get more local people coming, I'll try and do. Ah, oh, shit, man. Like, I'll play him. I don't give a fuck. I'll play him. Yeah. Like, he can take whatever he wants. He can take 20% more. I'll still play him. <laughs> and I'll take two Typhon. And both <laughs> Fuck you, how about that? <laughs> Dude, the Typhon was so underwhelming. I've never played it before, and it was just so trash. I don't know. I, I know. It didn't... Against, I think against Custodes, you really noticed. Yeah, true. I mean, what, you're doubling out three wound guys at, like, 60 points each? Did he go for well, more, more of the troops build, or has he got some of the tanks? He's got, a, he's got Dreadnoughts, and I think... A Kal- he's got one of each dreadnought and a Caladius tank, but he doesn't have any of the palace yet, and he doesn't have Hedron Guard, and he doesn't have what's his name, Baldor. So he doesn't really have a list that suffers hugely. He just pays twenty percent more for all his infantry. Mm. Is so, the is the Caladius tank one of the gunboats, or is it one of the transport ones? It's the gunboat that's yeah. to the back. Yeah. Okay. Because they're pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I think that like overly broken or anything. It's no. I think the palace, the fast attack one. Yeah, I think that's one of the more broken ones. It's like 115 points and has some crazy guns on there. <laughs> Look, I think the whole thing, the whole thing is points efficient overall, isn't it? Like the whole, yeah, the whole codex is. But I mean, even when you look at the whole black book, is really like space wolves are yeah. quite points efficient. Um, Thousand suns are very points efficient, and so is the um, porphyrin that I've got. Like. Which they just put up. Yeah, but I mean, and uh, like, I I get what he's coming from. Like mine, that went up ten percent or whatever. Um, yeah. No, no, it went up in the like forge world FAQ. Yeah, well, it went up twenty percent in the Mournival or so, maybe yeah. even more. It went up ten percent in the forge world FAQ. So yeah. I think the main thing was getting it out of that two thousand point game structure. Who's that though? Like, who's doing that? Like oh, that, there'll be people out there. But that, I don't. I mean, I don't like, know who's playing two thousand point games in Paris anyway. So, you know. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I'm not talking about <laughs> Power Boys. I'm like, who the fuck is playing two thousand points where you can bring a super heavy? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, like, hey man, do you want to be like Warhammer World this weekend? Play again? Yeah, man, that sounds great. Okay, let's play two K. What? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Wonk. Oh, now I see. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. Um, I don't know. I know I would look someone in the eye and just be like, really? Like, honestly, really? Is this, is this how you want to try and do me? Like, you want to fucking crazy eagle me? <laughs> what the hell is this? No, no. The, um, 
And I think... Actually, it is a bit of a crazy eagle when you go up against the Porphyron, isn't it? With the four barrels. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Crazy Eagle or Screaming Eagle? I I always called it Crazy Eagle. Okay. That'll be the episode title. I've heard it being called a Screaming Eagle. Well, she can't scream, can she? Because it's... I gotta look. I gotta look it up too. I'll try and try an Urban Dictionary or crazy. Urban Dictionary, that yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be our episode title for this one as well. Yeah, do it. Um, but the what was the other thing? I mean, because I think in the Mortal rules, I'm like, yeah, I saw the the fire went up. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But then I also saw that the Warhand went up a lot as well. I'm like, oh, I'm still still paying way more points, and it's still way better. What are they doing? Oh, you went to what six hundred and twenty or something? Six twenty-five. Yeah. Yep. And the Warhound that I run is now eight hundred with the double turbo laser. Yeah, and mine's still better. Yeah, I'm like, well, now I pay. I think now I'm paying even more points than I was before for the difference, and it's still worse. <laughs> I think yours is trying to stop people doing something in particular. Mine is trying to fix a. Undercosted unit. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, I've always left, I always go in undercooked on my lists as well because I know that there's little changes in the Mournival and stuff, and I, I leave points aside for that anyway. Yeah. Um, it was pretty easy for me to take, I think, when I played in the last event in October. Um, I had to take something, like, just take some tarantulas out of my list or whatever to account for the. Yeah. Um, yeah foreign cost upgrade but it didn't really bother me that much but i i really get where your boy is coming from um because it's not it's not what you bought and like when i when i bought the foreign and when i bought book seven like that's what i purchased and that mm. that cost me real money and when you equate that to being hours at work like that's an actual yeah. an actual thing like i had to work a shitload of hours at work to be able to afford that stuff but then at the same time, like, we are playing a two-sided game and, you know, we're lucky to have a community that's willing to put in the work to kind of comp things. Like, if you think about it as being an asset more than a, a deficit to the community, like, it's it's really good that people are willing to write community rules and modify things and that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I mean, if we're honest, like, the amount of effort and work that Tom and his, you know, friends have, like, put in to get this kind of thing is incredible. So... Yeah, and um, and the shit's I mean, the shit's worldwide as well. Same like way. they they put more work in than the forge world team do, but it certainly feels that way sometimes. Well, I think they're more attuned, whereas it seems to come out of like a bubble. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I guess because the like the benefits are, I could message Tom now and be like, "Hey, man, what do you think of this?" Oh yeah, I see your point. I'll have a look and I'll give you an answer tomorrow, and you might see a change in to in the two point three. A list for a fix. Yeah. So, well, look, honestly, that's it's happened to me twice. I've done that. You, the the whole thing about the templates for Phosphex and yep. that that came about. Um, not sorry, that wasn't attributed to me, but it was like me saying, "I want to play Phosphex. Why is it so bad? You know, how do we make it better?" And then it was, yep. you know, it was that process of like, as a community, we worked through. Well, it's. It's not only like it's harsh, but what it is is it's more about the time wasting and the multi barrage and like the gaming of the system with the multi barrage where you can flip and creep the templates and all this kind of shit. Yeah. And like then the entire wall of Phosphex that you would put out. So <laughs> this way we came up with that like 
the four header template and you know we got those laser cut and everything like that specifically for yep. that and that was a change that came about really quickly and same with um like i i was going through my thing uh my army list and i wanted to build some grave wardens so i built a grave warden unit and just instinctively put a scythe on the sergeant and then yeah. you know put a photo up on instagram and these dudes were like, oh, you can't run a scythe on the Grave Warden Sergeant. And I was like, yeah, but he's got a power fist so I can swap it. And they're like, no, the rules is written for the book is that anybody who can buy a power fist can buy a scythe. Uh, yeah. and, and, and he's not buying it. Yeah, and so like I just I messaged Tom straight away and I was like, hey, this seems insane. Like the most death guard <laughs> unit. Yeah, the most death guard <laughs> unit should have one of those. And there's nothing more OP about a power scythe than there is about a power fist. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's the same thing really. Um, yeah. And yeah, so he was like, Oh yeah, cool. Like I'll chuck that in. But you know, Forge World fixed that one up in the FAQ as well. They've said that grave wardens, they've effectively said grave wardens can take size with the way that oh, they, cool. yeah, they just reworded the text. So it was like anyone who has a power fist can take a scythe. Um, can they all take size then? Characters and independent characters only. Okay, so just the side and not the entire unit. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that that would be cool, but it would also be super unnecessary as well. Like they've, yeah, no, it's... Um, they've, it is a very Jeff Guard unit. They've got a pretty good duality, those guys, because they've got guns to take on infantry, but they've got fists and chain fists to take on armor. So yeah. I, I don't know why you'd want to go even heavier on the infantry anyway. Yeah, no, exactly. And I do like the Monovol. Is it Monovols that made them just do D6 hits rather than frags? Yeah. That's a cool rule. I mean, again, it's just speeding things up. Um, but I guess, speaking of Fosfex, because we should probably wind this up if it's being about an hour and a half, yep. um, what do you think of the changes to how Fosfex and frags are now just single large blast? I think it's cool. I yeah, okay with that. yeah well uh, it sucks for us because we bought those templates but yeah I mean we can also just say too like w we own the game like you and I and everyone that we play with we own this game it's not it's not a company's game that they get to tell us how to play like if we decide we want to still play with those templates that we bought then that's what it is in WA yeah. um but yeah I think it's fine I like the fact that they've you know like I've seen that I see those dudes that are writing the rules in the chat groups and stuff like that and on the Facebook groups and they are watching what's going on and it's nice to see yeah. some of those critical things like you know speeding up the templates and you know consolidating them into one like a four template multi barrage was a terrible idea from the start and whether that's from like a, a performance benefit or just from a, a time like a time sink deficit like it's still it's just not great so yeah yeah i think it's i think it's cool it, it is a shame because we all got those laser cut templates but yeah um i mean we can still I think for a gameplay standpoint it probably is a good thing i think yeah i think so and like they obviously they have to spec a product that they offer too so it's not that there's a problem with our template but it's that there was a problem no. with the multi-barrage thing so I think what we yeah. could probably do in WA here is keep using those templates if we like because it's got a similar sort of surface area um, mm. and then just count it so that it's it's all single hits underneath instead of like double Multiple under the, the middle ones, yeah. yeah, double under the middle ring um, and just keep, yeah, and that's, keep that's going like with it that way. 
for an event, I'd just say, yes, you can do that. And that's how it works. And yeah. I think people will be okay with that. Yeah. And I mean, there is like, there is ways that you could probably game it with the, like the way the wings come out and you could turn it to get a few more, but you know, what, what's the difference between 10 under a large blast and 12, you know, it's, it's negligible or, yeah. you know, six and, and five, like one extra guy shouldn't make a difference. And if your gameplay hinges on one extra Marine, <laughs> the, then probably something's gone wrong. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and, that, and that's about what I thought. I mean, people are like, oh, if you take like, every, you know, like all, all your lists, what are you going to take to your like, And they're my anti-tank. I use frags now and then if there's no tank in range. Yep. But for the most part, they're like glancing out tanks or dreadnoughts or whatever. Look, with mine too, man. Like I put, I put phosphates on them, but more often than not, I shoot shatter shells every single round pretty much. Yep. And it's like if there's an opportunity, I will put phosphates on something. But yeah, like it, it's not the priority they, really. Yeah, and they fall out in a bad way. Yeah, sure, I'll gas those guys today. But for the most part, yeah, if a little live thing comes running around the corner, he's yeah. catching 12 shadow shells to the face. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, man, they that's a unit that I could say stands to have a points increase. It's one of the most points-efficient units in the game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this may have helped fix that. Um, yeah, well, because they've dropped the performance a bit, which is good. So it's sort yeah. of it's more in line with what you can do, especially when you consider that you know to now pay the cost to get the upgrade of phosphex and it still not be as good. Like that's yeah. that's a good kind of lot of leveler for people. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're just to buy a quad gun and all you want is frag shell, be hard pressed to think why whirlwind. Yeah, so I think whirlwinds are what seventy five. Oh, so cheap. Thud gun is yeah, and a thud gun is sixty, I think, for just shadow shells, uh, for just frags. What would you so, use? I mean, what would you use to make a heresy whirlwind? Would you get like a normal Demios Rhino and then put like a tarantula whirlwind Hyperius turret on it or something? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I assume. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, complete immunity to bolt guns and ram. And about flanking dudes with close gun weapons, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I was having this discussion with Rhino when, uh, when it came out, and I was telling him I would never take a whirlwind ever, uh, even if you let me take three for free, would I ever take them? Um, <laughs> I just think, what are you taking a large blast strength five in Heresy for? Have you ever seen? But, have you ever seen a whirlwind? I think I've never seen a whirlwind in the world, not no. in Heresy. No, me either. Um, mainly because, I mean, there are heavy support slots. Yeah, and, and that's... heavy support slots are few and far between. Well, uh, I don't think there's an... You know, even the fast legions, they'd still find things to put in the heavy support slot because it's one of the... I don't know, it's just the most worked slot, I reckon, yeah. in the in the heresy game with the amount of tanks we've got. And even when you scroll through, like, you scroll through a list building app, you see how many core units are in heavy yep. support. It's, like, pretty stacked. Well, I mean, even if, you know, like, I saw Rob the other day, Blood Angel, you'd still be like, it's either a Leviathan drop or it's a Fire Raptor fly, or it's a Sakaran because they're not squadrons in the par- in the Fordrill rules. So you might want two Sakarans or an Arcus and Sakaran. It's two of them gone in the Fire That's it. They fill up really quick. Why would you ever take three strength five large plus? <laughs> yeah, unless you 
like even if you played militia, you just wouldn't bother, right? Like you'd just still get a Scorpius anyway, and yeah, or an Ar- Arcus, and yeah, just hope for the best. <laughs> um, I mean, like I take a Fire Raptor in both my armies now because I think they're amazing, and for two hundred and you know, two hundred and ten points now, yeah, with the I oh know there'll be two thirty, I think, or I run them with the Hellfire rockets and the. Uh, auto cannons on the side. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's no way I'd take three whirlwinds at 225 points instead of a fire raptor at 230. Yeah, I mean, they're so easy to tap out a squadron as well. Like, and yeah. and in our meta as well, where there's quite a lot of las cannon and missile support squads and stuff like that, they're fucked. They're so fucked. There's just no point. Yeah, um, I mean, you could shoot three whirlwinds at a unit of space marines in the open. And I could shoot a fire raptor at the same unit. I can guarantee you which one's going to kill more space marines per turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not the uh, whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, it's not the whirlwind. Um, it's a thing ignoring all the armor settings. Two twin linking machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and killing other stuff on the flanks. <laughs> I was going to say, um, just while we're sort of wrapping a little bit here. Uh, mm. I reckon we should probably still try and do a two-week one, especially now that you might have a little bit more time as well. Because, um, yeah, there's there's another event coming up and there's always heaps of shit to talk about too. So I think we can yeah. uh, keep it going. Um, it's really great. I think there's been a direct response to, you know, we've linked this chat that we have here and record. We've linked that to our West Australian Horace Heresy group. And we've actually seen like a, there's been a direct increase in participation in that group since we actually had a bit of a chat. And yeah, um, no, that we've definitely increased in posting and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, at, like it's stuff that everyone is doing all the time anyway. But I think it's really good that people are willing to contribute and share their work a little bit more in a public forum, because there is. I I remember ages ago, Jai actually said he's. You know, I said about people not sharing and not, you know, not sort of participating enough in it. And he's like, I've been told my painting shit before by somebody online. And I don't want to put it up in here and then have somebody tell me that I do a shit job. And um, I know we kind of worked through that at the time, but then it sort of falls by the wayside again and people head back into the groups where they know they're supported. You know, like, you know, if you're in the outpost chat group or whatever, that you're going to get the outpost chat group support with something if you post it up rather than if you expose yourself and create some vulnerability by putting it up in the WA group. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, but I think we're really lucky to have a good supportive group of guys and, you know, there's like hats off to Stanley and Nick and um, those guys who have been, you know, posting a lot lately like Jack and Timo and Timo's really been posting a lot because I know he listened to this and there was that rev up at the end of the last one saying like, you know, just fucking bring it out to the streets and like participate with people. And that's, you know, I don't want to make anyone feel bad about, uh, feel bad about their level of engagement or whatever, but that's why I've been sharing that Mournival stuff to WA group is like, look at what they're doing and it takes effort and it takes a little bit of effort from everybody, but it's worth it because you build a community that is then supporting itself as well. And, you know, they're all vibing off their enthusiasm. They're creating custom rule sets. They're doing these incredible campaigns. It just, yep. you know, it's not 
it's not one guy asking everyone every three months to post some more stuff or it's not, you know, you as a, uh, an admin or a moderator on that group saying like, you know, do, do more or whatever. And I don't yeah. Know. I yeah. mean, I think like, I mean, I'll be honest, if it wasn't for the community helping out trying that wasteland, it, it well, it just wouldn't go ahead. I guarantee that I don't have the money all the time to get 12 tables of terrain sorted. Um, but I would like to see it go further. I mean, you know, you, you do get to see like the good banter and stuff like a month before events. But yeah. I'd love to see it now and you know, I'm happy to do all the, yeah, cool, he's done a post there and I'll put a figure up and I'll do this there and I'll put a figure up. Yeah, well, I mean, time. you've you've been sharing as well and stuff too and it's it's like, it doesn't have to be the most amazing stuff either. Like the, the posts that you put yeah. up on our, on our page of like built marines that you've done a little bit of chit chat, you know, like some concepts, what you've been ordering, like all that adds up, you know, it creates a point for yeah. a conversation. It makes it feel like the group's got some energy. And I think that's really and that's cool. It. I mean, if I'm only doing like, you know, I think, Oh, all I've done is built another 10 marines. But if five people did that, I mean, it turns into a pretty active page pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, like we're all doing the same thing. Everyone, everyone's building models right now as they listen to this probably or driving a car to make money to then buy models to then build models when they get home. Um, sh- shouts out to Harley. He's, uh, he's off trucking in the bush at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really appreciate the people that have jumped on board with what we're doing here as well. Um, you yeah. know, there's been the local guys like Jackson and um, Harley has been particularly supportive Nick Harvey from down in Vass, um, you know, Chris and Frankie from over east in Adelaide, like they've been really supportive of this getting off the ground. And yeah, no, they have been. They've, all the guys have been great. Yeah, I mean, it's because I think they realize that we're, we're doing this to try and help our community. We're not just, why don't people want to listen to us all the time? Yeah, well, I mean, you and I don't have anything to say that anybody else has got to say really. Like it's the same thing, but it's, you know, hopefully like it's a little bit of a torch in the dark and... Um, yeah, I mean, like, T- Timo as well has been really supportive. I've seen Steve, um, Steve with the Custodes has been, like, mm-hmm. getting behind our posts and stuff as well. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, um, Bam as well from up in Broome, who's now yeah, now over in, in, Canberra. Now in Canberra. Yeah, he's he's been really supportive of us doing this too. So, you know, shouts out to those boys. Shouts out to Jai down south. Shouts out to Aiden as well. He's, you know, he's backed us up a fair bit in this as well. And I'd like to get him on for a bit of a chat too. And Yeah, um, I interview with him. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, he's launched his um, his Patreon for, like, painting coaching now. And, um, you know, I think that that could be like a good, a good mutual thing because that's someone in our community who's doing, doing that really high level work and, um, you know, for him to, to be able to extend that, those tips to other people, um, via his medium is, you know, we're pretty, yeah. pretty lucky to have that. Cause it's not only is it like, you know, if you subscribe to little legend or whatever, that guy's in Wales, like it's yeah. not. It's not like you're going to see him in an event and go, oh, hey, thanks, man. Like, I really appreciate yeah. that tip that you did. Like, and, I ne- and now you can look at the model. Yeah, and you can see his examples too of, of what he's actually painting. Like, a, he's such a friendly, cool dude. I'm sure if, yeah. you, if you said to Aiden, like, oh, hey, can I actually have a look at this? Like, can I see this model at the next club night or whatever? Um, yeah. You know, and, and he has that world standard of painting too, which is, is really cool. Um, and the fact that, you know, at that same event, you could be like, hey, man, I watched your video. I tried this. This is how it turned out. What could you, you know, 
what can you tell me that I could take this to the next level? He's like, yeah, man, cool. No, as well. And you can see it in time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I see, like, Rob, he's doing the little legend stuff and his body angle's looking amazing. But, I mean, if Miles sees it and he has done on the WA page, which is great, but he's only seeing the same photos we are, he can't be like, he can't critique it that much. At least the local guy, you can be like, hey, man, this is as far as I can get. I've hit a brick wall. What next? That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Because, yeah, you're right. Aiden's going to be at the event and he's going to see what you've painted using his tutorials or whatever and yeah. and be able to actually give you some live feedback on that too whereas it's dependent on how good a photo you can take as to whether miles can actually say oh we'll do this or do that because i know like yeah. like the way that luke luke foil paints his blood angels in that um that kind of orangey red like that really yeah. warm red it's actually quite hard to see what's going on with them in the photos and then when you look at it in real life you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, like that really pops and it looks crisp and it looks cool. Whereas in the photos, because of the, the saturation level of that color, it ends up looking yeah. really washed out. Um, yeah, and that's it. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, like, I do wonder about that with whenever people say, like, oh, I'm not happy for this. I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it, I mean, or, or it could be the other around. He could be like, I'm really, I like this. I'm like, oh, it looks flat or washed out. That kind of, it could just be a bad light over his head that he didn't take into account. Yeah. So he could be stoked for the people like, oh, I'm not really sure about that. And then you see it and everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah, well, I, with mine, I, I specifically paint under light and I paint, you know, like a subtle muted way. And I yeah. find if you look at my models on the table, they can potentially look a little bit underdone, um, especially yeah. against some really bright kind of poppy schemes. Whereas if you actually pick my model up and put it under a light and have a look at it, it's got the appropriate amount of weathering and... Well, to me, anyway, I feel like it's it's done enough without going too over the top. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah exactly. fo no, photos are pretty fun. But anyway, yeah, like, sh shouts out, man. Like, shouts out to Aiden, shouts out to Nick, shouts out to Harvey, Harley. Um, yeah. <laughs> Harley from, yeah, Harvey. Harley from Harvey. No, Harley's, Harley from Geraldton. Yeah, um, the real wasteland. So, what are you going to work on in the next couple of weeks? I'm going to finish the last couple of characters I've got to build. Um, I've got a couple of Chimeris characters to finish um, and I've got to find the shield for my, what's his name? Murloc uh, Ultramarine conversion. Oh um, yeah, yeah. At some point I've moved him from the kitchen table to my hobby room and now he's missing his shield arm so that's less than good. Um, oh no! <laughs> it's like the toe I lost off that warhound. Now I had to buy a whole other yeah. warhound just to get a toe. Yeah, well, the worst part is my what comes is a two pack, so I don't really want to have to do that again. I'll have yeah. to work something out. Yeah, um, someone so, might have one, dude. They're like a pretty hot miniature for conversions. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I, he actually came with two of each arm, so I might be okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll finish. Um, I have ordered another couple of characters, but I'm going to try and get some of this Titanicus together, I think. Oh, maybe cool. One of the, I'll build one of the Reavers and see how I go with magnets and that kind of um, And then take it from there. And then if we're doing it in two weeks, uh, I will endeavor to have my... I'll try to have my at least a, lot of, a fair chunk of my inventory spray black. And then after that, I will try and move on from there with their pressure. So... John's John stuff is on the way over as well. His Titanicus, I believe so. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm in Perth this weekend. 
Yeah. So that's a fair chunk of hobby time. And then next week I'll try and get either things built and some rattle cannon done. No, I reckon just like put a pin in the heresy and go straight to AT. Just like build, <laughs> just just straight up build all of your models. Just get everything built and then okay. play some games. Yeah, I mean, it's doable. Uh, to be fair, it is only like four models to build. Yeah, there's a lot of fiddly bits too. I mean, the the Warhounds go together really quick, but the Reavers and the Warlords take a little while. But yeah, I reckon you and John get some games in. Like get them, get them oh. built up pronto and then get some games in because... It'll be cool to hear your perspective on it. I'm really, I think the game suits people who are interested in like the competition a little bit more than it suits somebody who's in the casual, yeah. casual camp. Because, um, you know, just being so precise and you have to be pretty switched on with the game. So, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'm pretty keen to, what was I saying? Yeah, no. So, yeah, I'm pretty keen to get underway. So I need to do some research. Uh, I don't know, probably after this one, I'm chilling out. I uh, try and find a legio that worked with the Ultramarines and stuff. Yeah. Ideally, finding one that was in like Imperium Second Disc would be kind of perfect. Yeah, that's true. Because then they would have made it out and still been around. Well, even if not, I mean, at least it would be like Blood Angels and Ultramarines, which is my two armies. So I fairly tried to theme those two together. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, you got so, the Secundus theme, don't you? Yeah, so if I can get one that was, you know, if they got away from somewhere and ended up with a crowd, then I'm pretty well sorted. Yeah, okay. There's um, There's been a lot more information go up on the Titan Legends recently since the game's come out and since all the background stuff has been happening. Like those um, Warhammer wiki pages have been updated quite a lot with the new info. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah, could, be a, could be a good source. For um for finding that stuff out, but yeah, I'll, I'll have a dig around for you as well and see if I can see something come up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cheers, yeah, I'd, not in in second, but altering primarily would be good. Um, yeah, that I can try and tie it all into other. There might be something in those um in the next campaign book too that Molech compa- campaign book that would indicate you know a team that's worked with the um yeah. Well, I mean, saying that, I have thought about it with the Moloch stuff um, because with both my armies were there. I thought, like, I could totally do that theme instead. Yeah. But and I would need to reread that book and see how many people of each side in there because I thought it was a lot of Ultramarine and really not many Blood Angels, but I could be wrong. Yeah, true. The, um, Tom from the Mournival, famous Tom Gould, did a... Cruciatus Legio uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it and it's like a really cool black and white scheme um, yeah. that'd be a cool one to paint too because it, it would be quite quick to go together I reckon yeah black terrifies me a little bit but that's okay yeah but I mean like if you throw a bit of pigment onto it you can actually kind of transition the black using the weathering as well so even if you did a, a flat paint job you can still make it look really good but that said it's not very hard to do. So if you need some help, like I'm, I'm happy to help you with the black. That would be cool. Yeah, once I get my shield painted and base coated, I'm... I'll Actually, what, are, what are you talking about, man? Black is no harder than white. white. White's probably harder, actually. Don't say that because I hate white as well. Because <laughs> for some reason, white, white never goes through the airbrush nice as well. It always tends to 
bladder, so you've got to pay, play with your PSI a lot more. And um, and you Jack get- was Jack Hadlow gave me white recipe the other day, and it's I I think it is doable for him. Um, every sacred practice. Yeah, he does a really good job on pushing the contrast on those world eaters as well. Yeah, um, I really like that. Yeah, like the icy white kind of thing. I reckon that looks really good. Mm. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, whatever recipe he's got, that's the recipe. Um, yeah, so I've got to save some like screenshots and stuff, so I'll give it a crack at some point. So ideally, I would like to do a white, like half of the with the Titans. So white and something. I mean, my old knights used to be red and white, but I'm not sure if I want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, well, I really like that metallic kind of color that Brett had. I thought that was really good. That'd be a bit of a bitch to paint, though, because it's a lot of yeah, isolating panels and masking and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'll, well, yeah. It, this will be a work in progress trying to work out colors and stuff. But yeah, I'll send you Tom's. Hang on, let me just check. Crucius Ligio Crucius. I'll send you okay. um send you these pictures on Instagram because. They look, cool. they look wild. Um, yeah, and it's it's not like split panels or anything, so you could just straight paint a white panel and then straight paint a black panel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, what's your... The, the split panels do look cool. I'm uh, Wasteland Sam. Uh, yeah, Wasteland Sam for the... Yeah. I'm school. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to probably just keep pressing on with a few more titans there's a titan uh at meetup happening this weekend coming i saw that the 23rd yeah yeah 23rd so i'm gonna go to the north i think it's north perth bowls club and um have a few schooners of swanee draft and push some titans around with the boys with the boys um so yeah that that's cool i'm pretty amped about that i'm sort of like i wish i could have been further along with the painting but I'll try and uh, I'll try and at least get everything in the right colours, um, and then go from no, there. That sounds good. But, um, I'm in where am I? Like I'll be in North East Perth on the weekend. If I somehow get some time, I will see what I can do to. Hey, that's try true. Might check me out. Yeah, well, if you're at a loose end, let me know. Um, yeah, yeah, come come down and have a beer and check it out. You met Stanley at the last event, didn't you? Big, Briefly, yeah. Big tall guy? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, you know, if I can get down to have, you know, in like a 20-minute look, I'd be happy with that, you know, see the models and that kind of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, I hope it goes good. It's going to be a bit of a citizen-soldier thing as well, I think, that people are going to try and bring their own tables or train and uh, make it look good. Because I think, I think there's actually a gaming club that operates out of there, but maybe they just do, like, Napoleonics and... Um, World War Two and stuff like that, and probably 40k, not as much of the specialty sort of games. Yeah, I mean, like, I know there's a few guys around Jack's area, Caversham, like Ty Dodsworth, and those guys are at Wasteland. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's like five guys there all from Caversham playing Paris doing stuff that, I, I mean, I understand that Outpost is fair on hike, but I mean, if this is a problem with Perth, it's so spread out, you end up with like sub-chapter kind of things going on, and no one really gets to play each other. Yeah, that's true. I think those guys like um, Harrison and Thomas and Ty and what was the other brother's name? Uh, yeah, good blokes. Shouts out to those boys. Um, they're doing quite a lot of 
other specialty games at the moment. Like I think they really got into the Shadespire thing and the Kill Team and that sort of stuff. But they've got yeah, yeah, they've got a good little community there as well. It'd be good to see those guys again too. Hopefully, it, it um can be before Wasteland. I know Ty's yeah. pr- Ty's pretty excited to get all this is Alpha Legion yeah, fi- finished up. Game to come. So I know he's definitely pretty sure at least a couple of others. So yeah. It's now should be good. Oh, well, it's 11.30, and I, I'm sure we both have to go to work tomorrow. Well, that was, so, uh, yeah, I've got training at 5.30, so I'm... Uh, ugh, that's early. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, <laughs> I want to get it out of the way, so... Um, yeah, that was episode three, Crazy Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks very much for listening. See you in a couple of weeks. All right, see ya. <laughs> see ya, buddy. That was, um, that was good, I think.